it. So did you know that you could perhaps kill somebody? It's the greatest, greatest, podcast, 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 in the world. Yes, but I wanted to do horror stuff with my friends. I know it takes a while, but that, that's kind of one of my favorite parts. I yank, I yank that thing. I yank that thing. <laughs> I think we scared uh, Joel. He comes into the chat. We're both showing our shit chits. <laughs> <laughs> Your chits. <laughs> oh. right. What is up, motherfuckers? This is season three, episode seven. Better be seven, because that's what I put up. Better be seven. That's <clears> what better I be say. Seven. That's what I always say. How's my audio coming through? Uh, your audio seems like it's coming in just fine, motherfucker. How about the uh, the naysayers? What do the naysayers say? What do the naysayers say? What up, Edward? What up? Uh, Scott. Scott was actually the first one on today. What up, Scott? What up, Casey? Casey's, Casey's crazier than a motherfucker. That's what I'm noticing. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. What up, Edward? Uh, Stormy, what up? Joel, what up? Jay, what up? Uh, Tad, motherfucking Tad, what is up? Um, Juan Flores, Jacob, what up to all you motherfucking naysayers? That is what we call you. That's what Isaac's calling you anyways. Uh, my name is Edgar Antillon, and on the other side of the world is... This is Isaac Chase coming to you live from Civil War version 1.1.0. 1.1.0. Actually, I think this would be more like 1.3. 1.3. What do you think? I don't know, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, I don't know. One and a half. Well, you know, like version one was obviously the big one, 1861. But maybe that wasn't even the verse. Well, okay, so there were other smaller versions, like version 0 0.1, 0 0.2 some rebellions civil war was definitely 1.0 yeah but buddy. We, had, we had some stuff pop off in the early part of the night 20th century and uh certainly 1968 yeah so i mean we had national guard troops shooting college students no know, big deal no big deal insurrection act was uh enacted or what do you call it rolled out it's been an interesting week 
It has been interesting. What's going on with you? Uh, I saw a guy on top of a uh, power tower. Ooh, I like that power tower. A high voltage transmission line. I was leaving Lowe's, and there was a huge police presence at uh, the intersection of Galley and Academy down in Colorado Springs. And I was like, oh. There's nothing on the news about it? Uh, There was, but uh, it was pretty, um, pretty sparse. Anyway. I see all these people crowding around. And normally, if somebody gets shot, you might get like a couple dozen people standing around, you know. But this was like a hundred people. And they've all got their phones out. And I'm like, what are they videotaping? So as I'm driving, I pull up the news. <laughs> oh, there's a dude up on top of the tower. So I turned around, came back. video. I videoed him for a few seconds. Um, he was up there for nine hours. 10 hours. So people were saying that he was a protester, but he wasn't a protester. He's just a lunatic. <coughs> so here's that lunatic. There comes the lunatic. Man climbs down from electrical power structure after almost 10 hours. See, this is fake news. My my source said nine hours. Well, it says almost nine hours. Nine is almost nine hours. <laughs> uh, I mean, nine is almost 10 hours. Casey says, how do you not need to take a piss? Who says he didn't? <laughs> the world is your toilet when you're on top of a power line. Well, lunatic or not, he uh he gets two off of my no-no list. That's fucking heights <laughs> and high volts, high amperage. <laughs> Dude, uh, <laughs> I he he looked like he was climbing down and everybody was cheering him on, and then uh, he started moving towards one of the power lines, and I was like, oh, my God, here we go, dude. He's just going to grab a hold of one of those things. <laughs> if it works for the birds. <laughs> Actually, it would work for you if you jumped. And if you weren't it. grounded? Yeah, if you weren't as, grounded. As long as you're not grounded, huh? Yeah. And I'm sure he hasn't ever been grounded in his life. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we're at in life, dude. <clears throat> Uh, people, I don't even give a fuck. People going up power lines? No, 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 no. This is this is Lunchables. Oh, Lunchables. That I'm sucks. Gonna, I'm going to do, I'm gonna do Lunchables while, while we podcast. That sucks, man. Like, this is what I look... I, I fucking look forward to this in life now. That's terrible. It's just like, yeah. Uh, Capri Suns. Capri Suns. Those are, those are legit, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, small I, things in life. Yeah, I think um, I think you've fallen off your diet. Uh, well, we're coming up on the weekend, so on the weekends I don't follow the diet. Only so Monday how, through Friday. How is the diet going? Uh, well, it's going, it's going. I wouldn't call it's it a not, diet. I wouldn't a call it a diet. Now? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't call it a diet. I never did it for weight purposes. I did it more for for health stuff. So I think it's going good. It, it's hard to to kind of stay consistent with it if you're always busy as fuck, mm -hmm. um, and if, if you're never in one location because you never know uh, what time you can eat, what time you can't eat, and you know it's hard to prepare for <clears throat> for people who just work nine to five jobs. I'm sure it's fucking easy as shit to figure this shit out, but. It's um, not. It's, it's not. not. 
No. Yeah. No, and it is a diet. Anytime you change your eating habits for a reason, that's a diet, I think. Unless it's a bad unless it's a bad decision. Like I decided I'm no longer gonna take care of myself. I wouldn't call that a diet. But uh yeah, I'd call it a guideline now though. It's not really a diet anymore. It's just uh Yeah. Yeah, and and, and it's more of a preference, but I, I definitely feel it when I um for a couple weeks it was just like fucking fuck it, whatever whatever i eat i eat and oh man i I feel the difference internally just just overall i I feel and then right now it's june so june for me fucking uh the the allergies oh yeah this is the month where if 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 i make it through june then i'll live the next the rest of the year (laughs) yeah uh so uh casey's asking if they if uh i should know this is this a he or a she is casey a he or a she i don't know how people identify dude all right well they hey, did you have a penis you, or a vagina <laughs> asking if you want some grubhub no grubhub right now should order you some crunchy tacos crunchy tacos fuck go. crunchy tacos. well <laughs> i like crunchy tacos i just think that <laughs> um i just think that uh i i like to give uh pinkus some shit because mm-hmm. he is specific to fucking crunchy tacos he thinks that's the only real taco in the world is a crunchy taco which obviously he's wrong <laughs> stacy says that there was a naked guy at king supers on 120th last saturday nice I think we're that in that place in life where it's just like, oh yeah, that's fine. I think we really are. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> just like, yeah, that that makes sense. And now that we finally reached this, what are you doing with your time? <laughs> <laughs> now that we've achieved anarchy, what have you been up to? Just hanging out, you know, <laughs> just enjoying life. <laughs> Letting my, my dick out a little bit more. Just <laughs> man that's just hilarious dude uh one of the funniest memes i've seen is a group of aliens kind of huddled together like talking is like oh my god we're up next i'm nervous i saw one it was a an asteroid and an alien and the alien says to the asteroid oh i'm sorry you're first and the asteroid says no please go ahead (laughs) (laughs) oh shit which, by the way, we did have an asteroid go right by us a couple of days ago. Uh, it, did it already go by? Yeah, it wasn't really that close. It was uh, three million miles away. Yeah, which is uh, about twelve or thirteen times further away from us than the moon. But in space terms, that's pretty fucking close. It's close, but we've had closer. Yeah, yeah. Halley's so, comet gets closer, right? <clears throat> I that I don't know. I don't think so. No. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think if you're going to hitch a ride on it, it has to be close. It's got to be close enough that when you drink the Kool Aid, the vortex of the of the uh, comet can suck you in to the tail, and off you go. Wait, Oops. that's not Haley's yeah. comet. That's the Hale Bop comet. Sorry, I got my Hale comets messed Bob up. Comet. Hey, Richard, how's it going? <clears throat> Good to see you. So, am I getting wider? Probably because I haven't been out. I, I haven't been getting my motherfucking vitamin D. Uh, I spent. Been spending way too much time inside, so a little, a little uh, 
color I do get, um, not there. I you look whiter. You look like if you weren't so healthy and filled out, you would look sick. <laughs> oh, dude, that's the only reason I stay fat. <laughs> For that specific reason, I don't. For want that to one reason. <laughs> <laughs> For that, for that one reason. So I have a a new uh, audio clip. I have a new audio clip. If I can find it. Oh shit! Get it. All right, you ready for this? Go for it. To wash your ass. Oh, I blew it. Oh, you've got to wash your ass. You've got to wash your ass. Is that where you got that from? No. So in uh, in in Mexican. Um, one of the, one of the greetings, well, it's really not a greeting. Is it a greeting if you're saying bye? Yeah. Um, it's a, a salutation. salutation. Yeah. Salutation. Go. Um, one of the salutations is te lo lavas. Uh, so I grew up telling people that or hearing other people tell that like, Hey, see you later. Te lo lavas. Um, which is just wash it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so wash wash your ass. When they say wow. it, can that mean anything, or is that implied to be your ass? It's implied. Okay. It's implied. Okay. So let's talk about Mexicans for a minute, or Latinos. Let's talk about, let's talk about Mexicans for a minute. Let's talk about some Latinos. Let's talk about Latinx oh, Let's talk about Latin kings. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. shit. Which one? The bad ones that are killing black people, or... Or the good ones that are killing black people. It depends on who you ask. It depends on who you ask, yeah. Yeah. So if you're not aware of this, um, in the Cicero neighborhood of Chicago, which is a Latino community, right? Not when I was there. Uh, maybe it is now. Well, I was only there a couple of years ago, but yeah. Anyway, they're uh, they're doing to black people what black people were doing to Koreans and white people in the L.A. riots, which is dragging them out of their cars, throwing rocks at them, beating them up, and in a couple of cases, killing them. Like, they're, they ain't fucking around. Like, anybody who's there that don't belong there, mm-hmm. they, they ain't fucking around. Yeah. So, um, so let's, I'm going to answer Christine's questions real quick. Uh, thanks. A friend said her course told her she had to hand over her permit with ID. You have to have your permit with you while you're carrying. And if you're carrying and, uh, the cops know that you are carrying, you have to be able to produce your ID. You do not have to hand over. I'm sorry. You have to be able to produce your permit if, if you're carrying, but if they find out and if they know about it, like if they don't know about it, it's not an automatic thing, right? It's not an automatic thing. Yeah. So if you get pulled over, uh, you have to be able to show your driver's license, but doesn't mean the cop's going to ask you for it necessarily, although they probably will. So if the cop knows you're carrying, they may ask for your permit, and you have to be able to show it if they ask. Sorry, that was a question from the chat room. Uh, all right, so what's your uh, what's your opinion about this uh, this behavior going on in the Cicero neighborhood? So I... I'd... It's it's too broad. It, it it's too like I, I get it. I get the sentiment. I get where you're coming from, but it, it gets to a point where it's just like okay, it's very 
it, it's not a, in my opinion, anyways, it's just not applied appropriately. Like I, I, I get what, what their concerns are. I, I get that they're trying to protect the neighborhood. I get that they're trying to preserve the neighborhood, but at the same time, they're, they're just basically anybody who, who looks like they don't belong or they know they don't belong. Um, which that could be anybody just driving by visiting, um, or just so. ending up in the wrong neighborhood, which is what happened in the LA riots. When first, when things first kicked off, there were people traveling, you know, down, uh, down the street who had no idea that they were in the middle of a, of a riot and who were being assaulted, carjacked, um, having their windshields kicked in and, uh, yeah. Pretty much everything that's happening to uh, black people. I haven't heard of this happening to white people, but maybe white people just don't go there anyway. I don't know. When I was there, I didn't see any. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I was I was there for filming purposes, so I wasn't necessarily there sightseeing. And but it, it is one of the things you you observe. And it was when I was there anyway, and that was the neighborhood, one of the neighborhoods that I was in, the Cicero neighborhood. Um, it was, it was black. It, it was, it was a black neighborhood. I didn't see Mexicans. I didn't see white people. I, it was, it was black. So I was actually watching a, uh, a YouTube video this week about the history of not that neighborhood. There was uh, another neighborhood in the area. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Vitalia, I think. Anyway, it was talking about how, um, how those neighborhoods came to be, how they started out. They were always immigrant neighborhoods until the white flight to the suburbs, and then they became populated with not immigrants but still minorities. Uh, it was pretty interesting, a little miniature documentary of the history. But um, I have had limited exposure to Chicago gangs, uh, but it would be enough to say I would not want to drive into the wrong neighborhood when they're feeling frosty out there. Um yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the elders in that community did it well in the block that I was in anyway. I think they did a decent job at, at taking care of their little area because mm -hmm. the, the Cicero neighborhood is, 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 is relatively big. I mean, it's not small. And where I was at, um, it, it seemed like anyways, like the kids really respect of the ogs yeah which kept everybody else in line yeah uh well you actually got a little video of that in your in your documentary of a fight yeah. breaking out uh, or not a fight um it was a scuffle between some kids and some cops right mm -hmm. uh and it was it was the ogs who stepped in and settled everything down correct um so it's it's been a really interesting week i by the way i i kind of agree you know, like I think that people should be taking care of their neighborhoods. Um, like I said last week, I'm not surprised that something like this has happened. Correct. But uh, I don't condone people attacking other people unless they're coming there to loot. Correct. If, if they're coming there to loot, then yeah, game on. Uh, but if they're just passing through, um, I, I don't agree with that. Correct. Now, yeah, because you, you take it to a completely different level where it just doesn't need to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's been a lot going on. Um, have you seen the, um, have you seen any news about Baltimore? No, nah, not at all. 
I was just talking to Akil. Uh, Akil Bay is a firearms instructor out of Baltimore. Uh, former Green Beret. Very nice guy. Very chill dude. Very soft-spoken, but definitely a force to be reckoned with. Uh, and he said Baltimore has been really calm. And he said he thinks it's partly because the police have learned their lessons from the Freddie Gray incident. And yeah. they have, they've been chill. The police in Baltimore have been chill. Uh, which which if... Which in a lot of in a lot of um, in a lot of uh, protests, that's kind of what you're seeing when the cops are like, you know what, just don't fuck shit up, and you do whatever the fuck you want to do, need to do, express yourself. Like it, it seems like it goes off a lot smoother versus when they show up in riot gear and and ready to fuck shit up. Or as the Denver police officer said. Start a riot. Start a riot. (laughs) (laughs) Start a riot. So here, I kind of want to stick to the most shocking things that I've seen because the rest of it's probably been played out. Uh, But I one thing that shocks me is that nobody, and I mean nobody, seems to care that there are cameras everywhere. People are acting like it does not matter if you get caught on camera. Cops don't care. Rioters don't care. Looters don't care. Nobody seems to care. I find that pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, the cops are stepping outside of bounds, and they seem to be completely unapologetic about it. Like, they're not even bothering to, like, look around or knock people's cameras out of their phone or hands or anything. You know, it's just like, yeah, this is what we do. Did you see those 52 cops that resigned? Uh, they resigned from the riot patrol. They didn't resign from the force. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I did in Buffalo, New York, because why? Because they felt like they got sold out by their superiors. Because of two cops that were suspended. Right. For pushing right. that old man. For pushing that old man. Uh, I want to touch on um, what Richard just said. Apparently, Antifa and Minneapolis cut up the cameras with chainsaws. What? What cameras? Because I'm mostly talking about cell phones because there, there's just cell phone cameras everywhere. There's everywhere. Nothing, you cannot do anything without being caught on camera. Everywhere. Um, so I'm, I'm sure you watched the video of that guy getting pushed down. The old man? The old man. Yeah. That was uh, pretty disturbing. See yeah. That blood coming out of his ear. But I... Was it his ear? Yeah, it was coming right out of his ears, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah, immediately. Like I, I seen it, but I thought it was just a, a cut in his head. No man. So he so was... I thought to myself, I was like, nah, his fucking blood vessels—they're just old. So it just quick little uh, video. His yeah. ear. Ugh. Quick little video breakdown. I've watched that video on repeat, probably a couple dozen times to <laughs> to watch everybody in the shots' reaction to what happened, and the cop who knocked him down immediately tried to yes help him. Well, yes. I don't know if he went to help him, but he stopped and he was yes. bending down. Yes. And, and the other his, dude stopped him? The other guy grabbed him and picked him up, which was, which was you know, nasty, which was cold-blooded. But the look on that cop's face when he stood up, he was weak in the knees yeah. when he stood up. Yeah. He, you remember that video of that firearms instructor? Really, like That was not his intention was for the old man to fall. It was just get the no. fuck out the way. He was horrified yes. about what just happened yep uh you remember the video of that that range officer that's demonstrating that 44 magnum 
and he accidentally blows all around <laughs> into the ceiling. Yeah, I meant to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you mean to do that? Yeah. Yeah. His body language was so extreme. Like, he was weak in the knees. He lost coordination of his upper body for a moment there. Um, that was this guy. I mean, yeah. he, he was shook. Correct. He was shook by this. Um, and if I were him and I got suspended or fired, I'd be filing a lawsuit against the city. Correct. Um, because he was doing what he was supposed to be doing, which was moving the rioters back. Uh, now, I'm not agreeing with the action. Correct. I'm just saying that was his job. Uh, and really, I mean, the guy fell back where he took a bad step. Like, you're 75 years old. You lose your balance for half a second, dude. You are going and down. and there, there's almost there's a, there's a huge difference between having a knee on your neck for nine minutes, and then the cop almost at the at the end just being like, yeah, whatever. I, you've seen videos of of cops. I've seen two of them, anyways. Uh, cops like making fun of the situation. The paramedic being like, no, this fucker's dead, dude. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Um, um well, like there was the instance where the uh, some guy got hit with a less than lethal projectile that like hit him in the head or cracked his skull and the uh, protesters were yelling at the cops like you know this guy needs help and the cops said bring him to us and they were bringing him to him and they the cops started shooting at them <laughs> you're fucked <laughs> we're we're in we're in the twilight zone man that's crazy it's crazy like this, this yeah this this shit's just fucking bonkers dude it's bonkers. It is bonkers. totally it's totally out of control. Um and so yeah, the, the the fact that nobody seems to care that there's cameras anywhere, uh, and the fact that everybody's wearing masks. Um, I'll try to get this link into the show notes. By the way, if you go to say I won't live, I'm sorry, say I won't dot live. Uh and let's see. I gotta pull up the uh Where'd it go? So while you're doing that interesting story, um, was at Home Depot today. Just a, a natural thing for me as a white-skinned uh, Mexican. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was not looking for a job. I was buying stuff. And then, obviously, everybody's wearing their, their mask. I was doing my scanning because there was this really fucking fine-ass lady there. I just want to keep looking. And all of a sudden, I see at the exit, um, an employee said, hey, can I help you check out? I was like, well, that's strange. That's at the exit. Like, that's, we're checking out at the exit now? Um, and the dude's all like, no, no, I'm, I'm good. I already checked out. He's like, no, no, let me help you check out. I think I should help you check out. He's like, no, I'm fine. He's like, I've seen you walk for an hour, dude. Like, we... we so he got to this point where it's just like you've been walking around the fucking store for an hour holding on to that thing. Like we I think we know what the fuck I mean by let me help you check out. Um so he kept saying, No, let, let me help you check out. They get into a skull, finally do drop it down. He's like, Here's my receipt. Okay, let me see it. So he's gonna hand him the receipt and he like takes it back. Like, I got it. I got the receipt. He's like, no, <laughs> let me see it. It's like I got it. And the tool set is it was I don't know if I were to guess, maybe a three hundred dollar uh, tool set. I was like, "This motherfucker straight up just trying to walk out of here." 
<laughs> yeah, so they have those uh, self-scanners. They they have to, like, have a certain amount of inventory they expect to just walk out the door. With oh, have to. Self-scanners. Oh, have to. Because they're not using the magnets anymore. Or, or not the magnet, the RFID chip. There's there's no real theft protection now because if you use the self scanner, you don't you don't demagnetize or, or disable that chip. Yeah. So you're you can just walk out of there as long as they don't see you. Um yeah. So Yeah, so apparently this dude made it super obvious that he was gonna steal something. I think if he would have just went there, grabbed the shake, walked the fuck out, he'd have been just fine. Yeah. But he, he lingered for an hour. So what did he end up doing? Well, he just walked away. Did he leave the tool set behind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he left it behind. <laughs> now the 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 actions of the employee afterward were were like kind of like am- amazing because he's like, "What the fuck do I do now? Do I call? Do I like what do I do? Like, there's nothing you can do now, dude. By the time the cops get here, he's gonna be fucking gone. Mm-hmm. You don't have any way of recognizing the individual because he's wearing a mask. Yeah, it's like what the fuck? You you stopped him. Fucking pat yourself on the back. Go take a shit. Because I know you're going to need to take a shit now. All that adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> a download, a dump, a gener- adrenaline dump. <laughs> a battle dump. Battle, battle dump. dump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, <clears throat> was he wearing a mask? Not the employee. I mean, the, the uh, shoplifter was yeah, wearing a mask? he was yeah. wearing a mask. Yeah. Uh, so I was listening to this uh, podcast, and they were talking about the psychology of masks. Um, so masks do a couple of things that uh, kind of unintended consequences. Number one is they hide your emotions from the people around you. So they make it kind of hard for Oh, people. dude, I hate that shit. I I, hate are you too. fucking fuckers laughing? Are you guys smiling? Are you guys mad? Are you... Are you mad dogging me? Are you mad dogging me? You lady, do you want to fucking suck a <laughs> candy? <laughs> I have some hard candies in my purse. <laughs> uh, the other thing they do, though, is they mask your emotions to yourself. So people are way more likely to take their behavior uh, a lot further if they're wearing a mask than if they're not. So if huh. you think about all these riots going on um, and the kind of extreme behavior we saw, especially early on all over the country and all of these people are wearing masks. You know, the question is, would they have been acting as bad if they were, uh, they were not wearing masks. So, and you know, all the, all the banditos, uh, all the bad guys, all the Antifa guys, they're all wearing masks on the regular. That's how they, that's how they show up to the, to the protest, to the riot. They're always wearing masks. Yeah. Um, so speaking of riots, <clears throat> I've got a bone to pick with your homie, um, your leader. Your my dear leader? Your dear leader. Trump? Your dear leader, Trump. I I'm wish I was homies with that guy. I'd call him up and I would have a little chat with him about <laughs> how big of a shot he's blowing here. Yeah. We'll get to that. But I was li- watching his uh, one of the the speeches he's done and i was like okay like you're not fucking this up and then he calls everybody a fucking or the people that are vandalizing professional anarchists i was like this motherfucker professional anarchists though <laughs> is i would say partially correct well you can't be an anarchist though 
if you're vandalizing other people's property. You think that these people are like real anarchists? Well, no. So that's why they're not professional anarchists. They're professional criminals, I, I suppose. I think if you were to ask them, I think they'd tell you that they consider themselves anarchists. And then you'd be like, no, wrong. <laughs> wrong. Wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I definitely see Antifa's footprint on a lot of this stuff. Oh, yeah. Which they're um, not anarchists, though. No, they're not. They're not anarchists, but they roll with anarchists, and they no, they don't roll with me. Well, <laughs> they roll with what society thinks. You're, you're, you're asking Donald Trump to stick to your definition, which no, is the, the real definition. Yes, the technical real definition. You're asking Donald Trump to do that. Like I'm asking everybody to do that. That ain't gonna happen. Stick to the fucking real definition of what an anarchist is. <laughs> you like pull out I, a dictionary? No, I'll show you. I'll show. You. <laughs> I'll fucking show you what this fucking means. Uh, I was on with Hank Strange yesterday, and holy fuck, I mentioned that shit. I mentioned two things. We started off with with two fucking bangers. We started off with immigration. Um, you know how I feel about that shit. Yes, I do. And then. We went off to the anarchy thing, and holy fuck, those fucking comments. So you think we got some crossover fans? Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I I did see a few signups afterwards. Really? A few uh, subs. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, closet subs. People using their burner account. Hell yeah, I would too. I I don't want anybody to know I like this guy. (laughs) (laughs) So how did Hank take it? How did Hank take the whole anarchist comments and stuff? Uh, Hank is, is Hank was doing his thing, you know. He's just asking there. He was just there to ask questions and get information out. He's I don't think he was really there to debate or contradict or do anything other than just have a conversation. And um, so I think he did what he was supposed to do, and that's just gather information. I might be wrong about this, but I don't think I am. I think that Hank Strange is a <clears throat> more of a reporter than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's he what did he's, a... That's what he's done with his guns. That's what he's done with mm-hmm. the industry. Yep. Um, he seems like more of a here. Here's a chance for you to kind of tell the world about yourself. You know. Correct. So. So he wasn't there to have a debate. He wasn't. He didn't debate me on that shit. He was just there to ask questions. Um. Which was fine. Uh, I'm not. I'm looking on his channel and I'm not seeing the video. Hold on. It's not going to be on the Hank Strange one. It's going to be on uh, uh, Life of the Locked and Loaded. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to put it in the uh, show notes because yeah. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to to watch it yesterday when you texted me that said you were going on. I was in the middle of doing a bunch of dishes. House, dishes. Actually, I was mowing the lawn. <laughs> I didn't do the dishes until after I was done with uh, mowing the lawn. <laughs> mowing the lawn, mowing the lawn. Uh, so, um, so you were watching the comments while it was going off. Yeah, it was just YouTube, so I just did the the pop out and oh man, that that got pretty lively. Yeah, that's cool, pretty man. lively. I should have jumped in there, man. Pretty motherfucking lively. Next time. <laughs> So, uh, so Donald Trump is blowing an enormous opportunity mm-hmm. 
Okay, I'm going to say something that a lot of people are going to disagree with, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think that Trump really, 90, 90% of him has no problem with black people, and he actually likes black people. I know that's going against the grain. I think 10% of him has roots in racism. His dad was a racist. He comes from a racist city. He comes from a racist party, the Democrats. Uh, I think that's still in him a little bit. But I think all in all, he's a pragmatist above all else. And if he feels like um, there's there's good to be had, he has no problem working with whoever he wants to work with. Obviously, he's demonstrated that with his conversations with Kanye West um, and his work with uh, Kim Kardashian, which I cannot believe I'm saying that sentence in public in 2020. Oh, the president's really getting a lot done with Kim Kardashian. Like, what kind of a... Where are we living, man? <laughs> But his, his prison reform, you know, like, look, I'm not going to say for sure. I'm just, this is what I think, right? Uh, I think he was sympathetic towards George Lloyd. Floyd. Lloyd. Jesus. Uh, I think he was sympathetic to George Floyd. And I think when the protests got to Washington or before, he should have come out on the lawn, had a little uh, speech prepared, and say, hey, I agree with you all that this is terrible, that this shouldn't have happened. And uh, I think we should all take a closer look at police tactics. That's all he would have had to say. Yeah. And he, he'd have the, the entire election in the bag. Yeah. He would have no problem. No problem. But he blew it. Correct. He blew it. Yeah. And no. I think he blew it because he's retarded. Um, and he's blowing it now even more. So, like, he keeps digging. Yeah. Like he 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 found himself in a hole. He was just like, "Well, I think I'll just keep digging because I'm a fantastic digger, the best digger." Um, and he just doesn't stop fucking digging, dude. There, there's a lot of shit. Because I seen it like I, I at some point I seen it like, oh, okay, cool. I I think this is gonna be an even more interesting. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking at this from uh, from a standpoint of somebody who doesn't vote, who who doesn't, I don't have any skin in the game and, and, and all this stuff. Um, and I, so he went quickly from, like he, he's actually got a big, big opportunity to win this election and, and he's just making this shit really fucking interesting to like, holy fuck, we're gonna- Maybe, have, maybe like, he doesn't wanna win too easily. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe he doesn't feel like he earned it. He just takes it based on Joe Biden being a retard. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, that's not a fair fight. I mean, I don't really want a fair fight, but, you know, I don't want it to look like. So I the problem is, is that Joe Biden. Well, I don't know, because I was uh, I, I made a comment on uh, when I was on with Hank Strange uh, about and, and I've made the comment here about Trump being a fucking pervert and then. Of course, nobody believed it, so I had to back up my shit. I, I couldn't really back it up the way I wanted to, but more specifically, when he when um, when he was talking about dating his daughter, um, and I watched the video, and and like nobody gave him shit. So I, I guess it works for him as well, but not so much with him right now being the president. Um, he he can only fuck up a little bit. Joe Biden can fucking rape. And pillage fucking villages right now. <laughs> he has, and 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 everybody be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, uh, he's not Trump though, because you, you know how fucking people who vote—that's what they do—is just like, yeah, yeah. But my evil's okay. 
you're evil, not so much. So Biden's always going to get a shit ton more passes. That that's just historically, uh, the Democrats get a lot more passes than than the Republicans do. Um, and that that's I, that's I, I hate because all the, both yeah, parties. I, I mean, mostly because the false. <laughs> I would say the false the the virtue signaling and the false um, dedication to to the cause of women comes from the Republican side, not from the. I'm sorry, from the Democratic side, not from the Republican side. Like, I'm I'm on. Uh, I was on AR15.com today and yesterday. I don't know why. Um, and I'm reading these guys' posts, and they're just like basically out and out racist. You know? Yeah. Um, they're and they're okay with it. They're just like, yeah. Um, I don't care what people call me anymore. This is ridiculous. I'm not putting up with it. You know, black people are terrible. Blah 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 blah. Uh, uh, that's not a direct quote on the black people are terrible, but you know, there's a lot of, I'll have a Coke jokes going on, which yeah. is, I mean, that's, that's not even code. Like that's just a shorthand, <laughs> uh, for, yeah. for saying I'm a racist. Uh, but I, I've heard this from more than one black person, at least with Republicans, you know what you're getting, you know, correct. Um, with, with, uh, with Democrats, they're talking out of both sides of their mouths at you. And, but they they get away with it, you know, big time. So yeah. and, and and I see this even now. Like obviously, I seen it when I was a Republican and and, and I I was running for office and it, I I seen it then. But there was bias there. There was a reason for me to look for that type of shit. Like now, when I I, I have the luxury of just stepping back and 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 watching it all objectively, because again, I I have no there's. I have no dog in this fucking fight, so um, I, I couldn't give two shits. But you, you see it, it, it; it's it's very bland. I mean, the Republicans obviously are going to uh, ignore everything that that Trump does. He he can rape Ivanka, and everybody be like, "Yeah, yeah," but have you seen her? Yeah, but uh, but elections aren't really won on the left and the right; they're won in the middle. Cor- correct, but there's still a lot of people in the middle who. Who would give a pass at Joe Biden a lot more than they would at, at Trump? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because um, a lot of the people, um, I mean, a lot of people who are on the center, the the ones that I know, anyways, which is a pretty large population, um, that that I've been able to speak to throughout the ten years that I've given a fuck about politics in any way, shape, or form, um, the ones that are in the center are more classically liberal. So on, on the social issues, a lot more liberal, maybe on the economic standpoint, much more conservative. Um, but when you get a classical liberal who's like, ah, oh, yeah, I just, um, gay marriage and all that shit. Like they tend to give the, uh, the Biden a, a pass a little bit more. So, yeah. Um, I, I saw, I did see somebody write something interesting, on uh on one of those posts on ar15.com which was no matter who wins the election the other side's much closer to not accepting the result yeah which you know if 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 somebody had said that 6 months ago i'd have been like nah you're over you're blowing this out of proportion correct but after coronavirus i'm sorry aids uh and uh and this people are losing their minds 
Yeah. People on both sides are completely losing their minds. Um, and if the election doesn't go their way, man, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're not that far away from the election, and it feels like we haven't even hit the bottom yet. Correct. How crazy this is. Um, and so, man, I don't know. You know, I mean, people still don't accept that Trump won in 2016, and they haven't let that go. Correct. It's been four years, almost. Liberals who have posed as our friends. White liberals who have been eager to point out what the white man in the South has been doing to us, while they themselves here in the North are doing the same thing. They have been making a, a great fuss over the South, only to blind us to what is happening here in the North. And now that the eyes of America's 20 million blanks, you can easily see that this White South here in the North is even more cruel and vicious than the white wolf in the South. So you, you were asking for a link for, for that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'll throw that in the show notes if you send it to me. There's a, there's a few there's a few more in there. There's one where he's like in a panel, like in a, on a show. But he more specifically talked about white liberals, not just liberals. So yes, white liberals, yeah, correct. But but you know I uh, I'm I'm learning very slowly, but I'm learning that there is an upper echelon of black liberals who treat black people the same way white liberals do. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's in 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 every culture. It's just not just not like there. There's a lot of um, one of the reasons why I've never been able to 100. Um, percent be well connected with the Chicano, uh, and I have to be careful on how I say this because I don't want to fuck it up. But in, 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 I have a lot of cousins who are Chicano who are in Chicano, being like uh, their other, like obviously the the ones that are related to my family, they're, they're they're probably first generation from there. But from their mom or their dad, depending on on where they're at, um, they're probably third or fourth generation uh, American at that point. So. Um, so with them, you, you get a lot of them who hate who I am as a Mexican, because I'm a, an English speak, I'm English as a second language, uh, straight from, uh, parents came straight from Mexico. Uh, they probably hate my parents more than anything else, but here, here they are like, Oh, viva la raza type shit. Um, but all at the same time, if they seen an actual Mexican, they'd be like, oh, fuck that wetback. Uh, I've been called a, a wetback and beaner by quote unquote Mexicans who who are third, fourth generation, uh, just as much as I have white people, uh, which it hasn't been a, a fuck ton. I mean, it's happened. It, it, it's it. Um, but it, it didn't happen on a daily basis, but just as many times by a Mexican or a Chicano as much as a white person. So I, I can 100% see it. Do you think the Chicanos uh, are more likely to say it to your face? No, not, not really. I, I think it's, I think it's about the same. Um, For the record, one of those people was my mom. <laughs> 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 Who thought it was a compliment. <laughs> 
<laughs> my mom grew up with a very racist father. She didn't really realize it at the time. So when, who was who was a Chicano? I guess who was yeah who was Chicano, but was light skinned and not as Chicano as the other Mexicans in the area. Um, yeah. And certainly he was not black. So yeah, uh, yeah. So um, I think uh, I think that. This is what this is one of the crazier things about these riots to me. Uh-huh. Is that everybody seems to know that the narrative is wrong. They they seem to be really waking up to this that that they're being lied to constantly. Correct. But they don't agree on who's lying to them. Yeah. So and it's it to me it varies from person to person. It's not like a right or left thing. It's we have too many people who have influence. We have too many people who are like, oh, I listen to this guy. Well, I listen to that guy. Well, I listen to this person. So there's like this completely disparate um, expanse of, of opinions and like Correct. information. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but man, on this scale, it's really, really hard to man- uh, manage. Correct. Really hard for people to be like, because, man, when I have conversations with people right now, I mean, I'm just saying since the riot started, dude, it's it's like, so, how are you? <laughs> Good, how are you? Good, it's crazy times. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. That is the conversation. Well, how are things where you are? Oh, not too bad. Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no looting. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, well, see you later. <laughs> Like it feels like a total minefield to have a conversation with anybody right now because you don't have any idea where the one thing you're going to say is going to set them off. And now you're going to have to have this fight, verbal fight that yeah. you didn't really want to have, you know, where before if it's like if you show up with the don't tread on me shirt and uh, the cargo pants, everybody's like, oh, yeah. How about them liberals? Oh yeah, I hate them liberals, you know. Yeah. Or if you showed up wearing with your little equality sticker on your on your Prius, people, oh, you hate uh, George Bush. Yeah, I hate George Bush. I hate George Bush too. Yeah, we all hate George Bush, you know. And now it's like, if you say, well, yeah, that George Floyd guy, he um he certainly got mistreated by the cops. Well, he didn't just get mistreated. Well, no, no, I know. I mean, I'm just saying, like. <laughs> That was that was definitely the start. Of, well, that wasn't the start of thing. You know, it's like well, okay, man. Like, <laughs> you know, if if you like, you have to be so incredibly aware uh, to not piss somebody off. And it's not that I don't I don't want to piss people off. I'm okay with pissing people off. I don't want to have that conversation with every single person I come in contact with. Correct. You know, I'm at Home Depot, and this guy in front of me is like. He says something very benign, you know, about the line being as long as it is. Because you, if you were in Home Depot, I'm sure you stood in a long line, you know. And he's like, God, this line is taking forever. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And he goes, he's like, well, they just listened to Trump, you know. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put my headphones back on. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with this conversation. That's um, where you step away. Like, no, I'm not. 
you just walk out of line like i'm gonna yeah. go to the back i'm gonna go to the back of the line. not with this guy yeah and <laughs> uh, yeah which, by the way my my home depot has stopped doing any of that fucking social distancing thing the one that i go to no more ropes <laughs> no no more any of that stuff it's just go in go in go out fucking that's that's nice that's yeah. nice are um, you guys are you guys still doing that shit oh yeah dude the line to get in the super no? like for yeah. for us it's just just fucking going they still only have one entrance one exit you know at a home depot well it, it might be that you're just not busy enough it might be that it's oh, not no, busy no, that motherfucker gets busier than a motherfucker okay it's yeah. just fucking have at it yeah oh i i still even though lowe's apparently doesn't have the line i'm still going to home depot because home depot beats lowe's all oh, yeah. long um i want to point out what richard said this this is um invaluable information i i can't i can't imagine going through this so richard says we're the only black family on our street i've had to deal with all of our neighbors coming over to apologize <laughs> i'm sorry for our whiteness and then he says now i feel like i'm being watched which is like the the ultimate insult it's not just like walking over and be like hey you're not planning on writing are you you know it's like <laughs> hey i just i want to kneel in front of you and i want to apologize for being white um you know and all the oppression and everything and we're just down the block uh and if anytime you drive by you just wave you know um and make sure you wave and make sure you let us know that you're here and you're home and play maybe just you know curfew's 10 o'clock and uh <laughs> but you know what it, it's those people that i fear the most yeah 100 percent is, is those people that i fear the most because i think that's who who malcolm x was talking about it, it's the people that we've kind of talked about before it, it, it's it's these people who who pretend to be your friend but all at the same time they're the karens mm -hmm. where if if you you're like hey uh blackie or brownie like like i'm your friend but you know what you you didn't follow the rules so now we have to punish you because you didn't follow the rules uh we have to put you back in your place because you didn't follow the rules like it, it just it, it's it puts you in this position where it's just i don't i don't want to pigeonhole people to to one thing but it, it's 100 percent uh, i I didn't see it any other way when when I was running for office and and you would talk to these people and and you were in politics and you would talk to to the bolder white echelon of of human beings where just like fucking leave me alone dude like just yeah, exactly. get the fuck off leave me alone <laughs> I I mean I feel like people have gotten it in their heads that it's their responsibility to fix everybody else's problems Yo, and, and and here's the thing like you don't understand how de demeaning you're being about it too mm -hmm. like like it, it's one, one of the the great videos not because i agree on on their tactics but it, it did illustrate a point is this video of i forget who the fuck it was i'm sure you'll know who it is um but but they went around the city asking mexicans and black people like hey do you know how to get a driver's license like yeah oh yeah fucking... i've seen that the voter id thing yeah like I'm, yeah i know how to get a fucking driver's license like do you have the oh, internet <laughs> do you have the internet like fuck yeah i know how to do that shit like oh well there, there's a certain politician saying that you guys don't know how to do this stuff yeah get the fuck out of here like we... yeah we we you you need us to protect you now <laughs> 
now I haven't been convinced one way or the other on voter ID. Yeah. But the argument that it's not right because black people can't get a driver's license is like one of the most condescending things Correct. I've ever heard. Correct. So it's just that in your helping, uh, you're making shit worse. It's, it, it's kind of that's what my wife does. She's like, I'm here to help you. I'm like, fuck, man, you're you're kind of more in the way than <laughs> than you are to have. Like, oh, do you want this? Like, no, I I don't need that. Uh, and she's always done that when I'm working on the cars. She's like, oh yeah, I'm here to help you. Here's all the tools that you don't need. Like, I just need a screwdriver. Oh, I don't have the <laughs> screwdriver. Like, oh, but but here's a wrench. Like, no, that's that's not like you're being helpful, but. You're fucking making shit worse. I love you, baby. But what I really need right now is a sandwich. <laughs> um, I don't mean that. Leticia. You mean that? I don't. I don't mean that. Um, mean that. So Casey says, "Let me know if you need some yard work done." <laughs> Richard said he's gotten that one. He has proof on his cameras. So I have kind of an interesting side story. It's not really that interesting, but in the context of this conversation. It kind of is, because I have a couple of neighbors across the street. It's an old white guy married to an old Vietnamese lady. And uh, she's a very nice lady. She's very nice. She's very old, and I can only understand about every fifth word out of her mouth, which makes it really hard to have a conversation with her. Correct. But she's sweet. And yeah. she just gave me a washer and dryer. Um, she was like, do you know anybody who needs one? Well, that's not how she sounded. She said, do you know any washer you know you take? Uh, okay yes i will take your washer and dryer so i gave them to a friend of of my brother's um and uh, i i told her thank you and everything but i am not the kind of person who wants to just stand around and talk to my neighbors there's nothing against my neighbors yeah i just don't want to do it i i i'm busy i'm a very busy person and i don't like getting sidetracked and it's awkward for me and i end up saying a bunch of stupid things that i'm mad about myself saying later so I avoid her. I avoid her because I know she's going to want to talk, you know. But I have no problem avoiding her because she's just this little old Asian lady. But if she was, like, a black woman, I would feel guilty about avoiding her. Like, because you're white? Because I'm white, and I would feel like she would think I'm avoiding her because she's black. Do I'm you... not avoiding you because you're black. I'm avoiding you because you're my neighbor. So, you know? uh... Sharp left, sharp left here. Sharp left, sharp fucking left. Do you do that with your porn too, or just like fuck, man? I gotta like this black porn too. No, gotta fucking spank it out to this black porn too. <laughs> no, I don't feel guilty about. It. Nobody's watching. <laughs> no, nobody's nobody but the FBI is watching. See, and um, I and I've oft, I've thought about that again. We're keeping continuing on with this fucking sharp left because uh, I like booty and boobies. Um, I've always wondered that. I, I hear this shit a lot from and and uh, Letitia and I see this when when we go to strip clubs. Like the the black dancer comes up and then some white dudes get up and then they just walk away. It's just like like she's fine as fuck. Like what the fuck? Um, and and you hear this a lot uh, of um, I don't know if this is even related, but I'm on it. Of uh, people like, no, I'm not into Asian chicks or no, nah, I'm not into white chicks or like what the fuck like is that racism i've always wondered like is that fucking because at the end of the day it's a chick like it's, is she pretty or is she not pretty i don't think it is oh I I, i'm conflicted is. on that i i mean everybody's entitled to their opinion opinions but there are definitely body types that i'm not into 
Well, yeah, but that's a body type. It's not like, oh, she's black, so I'm not into black people, or I'm not into right, but it, Asians, it's a, or I'm it's not a, into... It's really a preference based on what you see. And if you if it's just not your preference... Now, there are certainly people who, are, I'm sure, are racist about it. But I think um, that's it's not all all people who don't enjoy that are racist. It's I think it's a preference that could be based just on your visual preferences. So, I mean, how many times you told me that, you know, uh, well, no, that's different. Never mind. I won't go there. <laughs> go there. I was going to say Asians, but that's because of a certain body trait that they don't normally have. Oh, big booties. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I, it, I, that's still on the bucket list. All right. I'm going to go into a place. I'm going to go. Take it right. I'm going to go deep here what about oh indians? shit what about what indians oh yeah there's a lot of sexy ass indians yeah but are they dark uh, yeah some are dark some are light-skinned they're kind of like mexicans dude only in the fucking in the asia yeah well i mean it's it's just i, I personally i would consider it preference more than anything else because for me it's just like I, I i'm attracted to the opposite sex probably more so than than some people would prefer that i am Mm-hmm. Um. So for me, it's just like I don't give a fuck if she's fine as fuck. She's fine as fuck. How about this, if you don't find guys attractive, are you a homophobe? Uh, according to some, I, I suppose. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, but here's the thing: that's all guys. Like, I'm not attracted to all guys. It's not just. I'm sure I could find one. No. I'm sure I could find one that if you were in a room with, you would not be able to stop looking at him. <laughs> Uh, nah. Some super alpha that you're just like I must assert dominance. Uh, I, must, I gotta pee on the fucking guy. <laughs> I have to pee on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I want to take it in a in a completely different direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we've heard sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Which is bullshit. Uh, I don't really think so. I think so. All right. So we'll come, oh, we've back heard to, that. we'll come back to that in a second. Yeah, yeah. Then we heard that um, speech is violence. So if you say the wrong thing, you're being violent towards somebody else. Mm. Now we're hearing that silence is violence, which is catchy. It's very catchy. But if that's not the most ridiculous Orwellian thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean... I think in all of this, one of the things that we have to be careful with, and that's one of the things that I've had to be careful with, because I'm, I'm very, I've, I, I have a tendency uh, of, of making myself a victim and falling into this uh, victim mentality, like oh boohoo me and, and shit like that. Like, like it's it, it's easy uh, for me to do that. I've made posts about shit, and then be like, what the fuck? I sound like a little bitch, man. Uh, <laughs> Because it's very easy to fall into this victimhood and this, oh, like, oh, woe is me. But so I, I think we have to be careful with that. Like, I get it. Like, I, I understand this, this, the idea behind it. If you're not saying anything about racism or if you're not saying anything about uh, whatever kind of violence, bullying or whatever, then you're just as guilty as the person who's doing it. But it, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't, um, 
yeah, I don't know about it fucking being violence. You could be right or wrong about it, but like actually being violent, like that's just just retarded. That's that's a victimhood mentality. It's a it's a groupthink mentality that's meant to shame you into a position instead Correct. of arguing a way into a position. Correct. Um, because honestly, like I'm not gonna lie, I have felt a little guilty that I'm not out marching as well. Why do you think that is? I I don't really know. I just feel like if I take the entirety of the situation yeah. and put it on a scale, it's probably tipping more towards being on the protesting side. Yeah. Are you um, now? Do you f- uh, feel like a responsibility because your son's black that no, maybe you should be out there? A, no, no, not yeah. at all. This no. is all personal. And I, I'm not saying I'm not saying I should or I shouldn't. I'm saying I don't. Okay. Um, it's just a personal thing. Yeah, I mean, because we have a responsibility to leave a viable society for, Correct. for our children. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is I'm not convinced that this is the best way to do it. I'm not convinced it's not either, you know. Um, I, and this is like part of me being an overthinker and part of me being like, well, I can kind of see it from this point of view. Oh, I can kind of see it from that point of view, yeah. you know, and you can do that until the world is burning around you, you know, and just being sitting there like, well, I'm not convinced we should put this fire out on the, on the other hand, uh, I don't think we should be throwing stuff on it either, you know? Correct. Um, but it seems like the stakes are so high that picking a side right now, you really better know what you're doing before you pick a side. Yeah. You know, Hey Chris, welcome to the, uh, to the chat. And so when I see people out there, I'm just like, well, you know what, what harm would it do to show up? You know, what harm would it do to add another body to the mass? Yeah. That, so that's kind of where it comes down. And I'm not doing it, so therefore I feel guilty about it. Yeah. But I also feel guilty about it because I see so many other people who, um, you know, are making excellent points and they're out there doing it. I'm like, oh, well, I kind of feel like a piece of shit if I'm not out there, you know. Um, So, yeah. I mean, the other thing is I'm just kind of (laughs) lazy. So... Yeah, no, I was like, where am I going to park? You know, I, I contemplated it a little bit. And then I, I, I was um, and then you start seeing everything, especially over here, because Springs has been pretty tame. Yeah, pretty like tame. your your shit has been pretty tame over here. Like people are there like are, nine people protesting here. <laughs> and over here, it, it's 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 a little different. So the Denver area is a little bit different. Um. So it, it it makes my choice a lot easier in the sense that it's just like I, I'm I'm with you, but at the same time I don't want to get my shit smashed in because <laughs> uh, because a lot of these people are doing they're they're just smashing shit like and it's it's not the people who are protesting it's obviously the antagonizers the Antifa folks and shit like that. And then somebody's going to break my shit and I'm going to have my kids there. And because my kids, there, I'm going to have an obligation to fucking whoop some ass. And then it's just going to escalate the shit out of it. Um, so it, it, for me, it, like I, I, as much as you want to be there, uh, I don't, I don't want to 
get into that position where now I can go in the day, I suppose, when all the peaceful shit's going on. But that's kind of where we're where I'm at with it. Also, I think it's very different for for quote unquote colored people and 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 white people because like well, for me let's, let's get Richard to uh to drop on us the I want him to speak for the entire black community and tell us what he prefers. Oh he can't because he's only half black. Dude, if you're from Nigeria, you're all black as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I don't think he was born in Nigeria. Yeah, but his dad's from Nigeria. I mean, that makes him Nigerian. Yeah. So, Richard, you're going to have to speak for the whole black community and tell us what you prefer. See, that's why you fucking white people are racist. Racist as fuck. If a black dude is is half black, oh, he's full black. But if if a Mexican, full, full fucking Mexican... That isn't fucking taco eating, fucking sombrero wearing. Oh no, you're not Mexican. Like, oh, you're white. Like, I, yeah, I'm ESL as shit. <laughs> English is my second language. My parents are straight from fucking. Both my parents are straight from fucking Mexico. But no, I still don't get a fucking pass. You fucking racist. Fucks. So instead of helping us out, Richard says a friend of mine decided to drive out to Denver just to see what was going on and got hit with a pepper ball, put a hole in his truck. <laughs> And that's why I don't fucking go down there. <laughs> Tom says, if you can cook rice the right way, you're Asian. <laughs> you're Asian. I haven't mastered Asian then. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, some good comments coming in. So first of all, Joel says, I'm spending way too much time worrying about what everyone th- else thinks. Uh, it's true. It is true. But I don't think that's the primary thing that's going on. I think it's kind of a secondary thing. Um, I... I I don't think about making mistakes as far as what other people think. I think about making mistakes as for myself. Am I making a mistake? Am I, am I making the wrong move? And I, I do that way too much, but it really is primarily for myself and not for yeah. other people. Yeah. Um, Tom says he was thinking about going down with a table and bottled water at a water station. Dude, I had the exact same thing thought. So we should just do it. Do it. We should just do it. Why not? We could do it tomorrow, dude. You got my number. Text me tonight. Um, yeah, I could probably convince my whole family to come down. Um, except for, oh, you can have your whole fucking family, (laughs) except, except my black son who's on crutches and is not allowed to put weight on his foot. So he's going to have to stay home. Well, he can Uh, stand. He can sit there. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, 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 no. You have to stay home. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, uh, uh, Tad says, why can't we get that many to people? people to protest for second amendment because we're too soft man we got it too easy as bad as we want to say it is man we got it way too easy we don't really have much to fight over well and that march in virginia was legit but it was because they went from having pretty much no restrictive gun laws to going to one of the strictest in the country overnight like that's going to wake people up but as far as like they showed up once and never did it again. Yeah. These people have been showing up for 10 days. Yeah. In Minis- in Minneapolis. And they're going to keep showing up too. Yeah. Yeah, they will. Uh because they don't have jobs. Because uh of the corona of the uh the rona. Rona. They don't have jobs. I mean, if you or... want the perfect storm, <laughs> like this couldn't have been more perfect. Massive unemployment due to the government overstepping a summer hot summer everybody's wearing masks 
and everybody hates the president. Like yeah. this is a perfect storm. Great storm. Yeah. So the the riots drove gun sales. Um, well, no, the the Rona drove the gun sales, but they they drove gun sales so much that Six Hour has closed. Um. Uh. What? Six Hour. Yeah. Closed. Because they're out of inventory. Nope. Because they are going out of business now. I have to. Did they get the military contract? No, no, no. I, I got to be clear. This is six hour, the main one in Germany. So the U.S. one is still operational. They're owned by the same parent company. Um, so ultimately, they're still owned by the same individual. But the the six hour um, in Germany, the original plant, gone. Well, who do they sell to? No, no, no. They just closed. No, but I'm saying who who's oh, the, their the, market. Well, they make, they fucking design, develop. They do everything out there, dude. Uh, they don't do design, develop, and build in New Hampshire? No, I'm sure they do some of it there, but I mean, the, the main shit is, the main show is in oh, Germany. Well, they're blaming, I'm looking this up right now, they're blaming German gun laws. <clears throat> Well, they've had bad gun laws there, so you can't blame it on German gun laws because you've... But have they gotten worse? Because um, they had a shooting in Germany not that long ago, handgun, uh, mass shooting. So I don't know if they've gotten worse. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I think that's just a poor excuse to blame it on, on gun laws in a country where pretty much nobody could own guns anyways. Well, did they have police contracts? Hold on. I'm, I'm trying to, like, scan this article really quickly here. I put it in the show notes, but it won't show up for a little bit. Which one Which one did you post up? The farms blog? No, this is on uh, a website called DW. It's to close down, according to German media outlets, uh, six-hour GmbHs Shareholders are unwilling to invest further funds in the struggling European arms company. This shit doesn't happen over overnight. It, it blamed locational handicaps hindering its diverse pistol and sports gun sales, claiming, quote, few other local producers, quote, were preferred in government purchases for Germany's police forces and Bundeswehr military. Bundeswehr. Bundeswehr. Bundeswehr? Bundeswehr. Um, I, don't, I don't speak. I don't speak white like that. I took German for a couple of years. So I should be at least be able to pronounce it. Um, just, just get really mad. Yeah, because the U.S. <laughs> oh man, if there's one act, if there's one language I would love to be able to speak, it's German because you can sound so angry, angry. saying the sweetest <laughs> things. <laughs> um, yeah, I they're blaming it on on contracts. But uh, which is funny because that's probably what's keeping SIG alive in the U.S. is their contracts. Correct. So, um, uh oh, in April, German public broadcaster SWR reported that Kyle prosecutors were examining fresh claims that Six Hours U.S. branch was implicated in the export of weapons to Guatemala and Mexico without a German government export permit. Breaking the law, breaking the law. I need to have a clip of Beavis saying breaking the law, man. How come I don't have that? (laughs) 
So yeah. it, it, it's funny how people always like eh, like people are mentioning, and rightfully so, I suppose the the increase in gun sales, but all at the same time, you still see evidence. Uh, Remington Arms is going to go down. Yes. Uh, yeah, Remington's been in trouble for a long time. So Remington Arms is going. This panic isn't really doing much for them. Um, so you're still seeing evidence of a, of a lot so, of gun manufacturers just tanking. This, this this is true. But, I mean, honestly, it doesn't make any sense to me. Because gun sales, no matter what, since 2003... Was that when this the assault weapons ban sunset? It was it two thousand three or two thousand six? I think it was two thousand six. Ever since that sunsetted, it seems to me that gun sales have been brisk for fourteen years. So why? Except are in Colorado. Things? No, I mean, I don't know what what the baseline for the market was before two thousand six, but I mean. There's been plenty of times in Colorado where you haven't been able to buy anything um, because it's all out of stock. It seems to me maybe the market was maybe overinflated. Maybe that might be the primary problem. You think so? It's not that there is no market. It's just it's inflated past its ability to support itself. You ready? Yes, you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Hit it? me. Hit me. Can you see it? No, you can't. cannot see it. Let's see. Can you see it now? Not yet. Ah, fucking technology. Stupid ass fucking technology. Technology. Technologia. Technologia. There it is. Coming up now. Report Colorado gun sales declined for third straight year. This is, yeah, but that's coming off of the Obama years. No, this is February 15, 2020. But yeah, still coming off of the Obama years. That's still the Trump. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but I mean, you still had the Trump slump. How about that? The Trump slump. The Trump slump. You still had um, the Obama panic and and all that stuff. I think if you go back, either way. Well, I think um, I don't know what I think. I don't really care. I want to get back to uh, the riots. I want riots. to point. I want to point out something. Now, this is just me noticing. Okay? Notice. I'm not saying that there's any science behind this. There is. But watching who's breaking the windows and who's stealing everything. It looks like Antifa's walking around breaking all the windows, creating the basically unlocked door Correct. for the rioting, and then mostly black people stealing from the stores. That seems to be what I'm seeing. And I'm not yep. really I'm not really trying to say anything like except more pointing out that there's definitely an element of organization going on behind this. Huge. And you see people paying people to fucking I saw that. I saw that on Twitter. I'm not even on Twitter and I saw that on Twitter. Yep. You see people paying people. It, it's it's um it's pretty crazy, dude. I want to play a quote uh from Full Metal Jacket. I'm going to see if I can find it. Uh, oops. Because it, it directly relates to this breaking the windows and creating a situation where it's easy to steal. Uh, let's see here. Full Metal Jacket. 
All right, here we go. Uh, I'm probably not going to be able to find the quote right off the bat, but. Which, by the way. Why? Why is. Here we go. Why? Why is your footlocker unlocked? Sir, I don't know, sir. Private Pyle, if there is one thing in this world that I hate, it is an unlocked footlocker. You know that, don't you? Sir, yes, sir. If it wasn't for dickheads like you, there wouldn't be any thiever in this world, would there? <laughs> sir, no, sir. <laughs> that gets me every time, man. That's what reminds me to lock my doors on my car. Like, yeah, if you steal out of somebody's unlocked car, you're an asshole. You're a thief. You're a criminal. But... It was, I did leave the door unlocked. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I shouldn't be criminally responsible for leaving the door unlocked in my car, but But, I'm asking for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you walk by a store, and they're like, hey, it's open. Mm -hmm. Free for all. Free for all. Um, Because another thing I'm noticing is that these people who are smashing the windows and, and busting these things up, they are not sticking around to loot. Oh, at all. They're moving at on all. to the next store. Um, somebody hands you some headphones. They're like, yeah, these are yours. <laughs> do you return them or do you take them home? Me personally? Yeah. Because I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to be like an asshole here and say I wouldn't take them. <laughs> but a couple of years ago, I would have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think... But- I think there's more. A lot of people, especially in the naysayers, are like, "Yeah, I'd probably take the fucking headphones." Dude, they said Casey said they busted the Denver library windows out. Um, that's that's another thing that's been shocking about these riots is the attack on government buildings going on, um, and that's been going on by by a lot of different types of people. It hasn't just been the Antifa type people, but police stations being burned, tons of police cars being burned, government buildings. They even smashed the the windows out of the. The Colorado Capitol building. Which I'm 100% for, by the way. Breaking windows of government buildings? Like, if you're going to tag anybody, it should be the government. Yes. I I agree, and I think um, I think in L.A., they went to the mayor's house and marched at the mayor's house. Like, there you go. Go bother him. Like, if, if you're going to show aggression and all that shit, uh, whether I agree with it or not, but if in this particular context, if you're going to show aggression towards anybody, it should be the government. Yeah, like it ultimately, that's who okay. you're beefing with. Tie tie game between the government and CNN. Uh, I did not feel bad at all for CNN for having their correct building destroyed um, and their sign destroyed. I'm, again, I'm I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying. If it's going to happen anywhere, that's where I'd prefer. That's to where see it should it. be. Yeah, correct. That's where it should be. So I want to go back. Hank Strange doesn't believe me. What? Oh, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard says that. Uh, Tad said, "Who dropped off piles of bricks at the street corners?" Um, agreed. There's a lot of fires being set professionally, and I mean professionally, like they're organized. Uh, maybe correct. not professional is the right word, but organized fires starting. Yeah. Uh, it's actually not that hard. I mean, it's not that easy to start a car on fire. And I mean, I haven't uh, successfully <laughs> set a car on fire. I'll say that. <laughs> I've accidentally uh, set cars on fire, but I managed to put the fire out before it got out of hand. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Hank Strange doesn't believe that people were paying people. 
I saw a video that was pretty convincing. Pretty convincing. Um, yeah, I'll see if I can find it while we're while we're doing this. The other thing that I, was crazy that I saw was, um, did you see that video of that guy taking away that AR-15 from that kid? Yeah, he he stole it from a cop car, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Mick, Mick. Now that person was a security guard, right? He was a security guard for a news crew. Correct. So he was there protecting. He wasn't just a random individual taking shit. No, no, he was not. He was protecting his news crew. Uh, but in that moment, he wasn't necessarily protecting his news crew. He was taking action on the fact that this kid had a gun. What was crazy? A stolen gun. I didn't know this. That was the second gun he had to take. Yeah. Because, stolen guns. They weren't. Yeah, stolen guns from police cars. Oh, Which okay. if you if you argue, you could That's argue cool. that they belong to the public. Correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joel There's said no he saw. It, there. Joel said he saw an interview of him. He was on Carrie Trainer podcast. Uh, I'll link that in the show notes as well. It's pretty good. I just watched it today. Uh, he took two guns away from people. The first gun he took away, the kid pulled it out of the car. It was loaded. The kid started shooting the cop car with the AR-15. Nice. So this guy has balls of steel because he went up. He just, he just yanked that thing. He just yanked that thing. <laughs> and that wasn't even the craziest part. The craziest part was once he disabled the two guns and he got back to his new news crew. None of this was on camera. I guess the crowd turned on him. <clears throat> of course he did. And uh, they had to FO like real quick out of there on foot. And not only did he escape without getting beat up, but he yeah. didn't even shoot anybody because he didn't have to. That's what he said. He said he didn't have he didn't feel like he had to. Which takes an amazing amount of self-confidence and restraint. You literally have a riot. Against you and you're like, no, nah, I didn't have to shoot anybody. And if yeah. you, com- you compare that with the, the, the dickheads on on uh, AR15.com, who one guy posts one comment that he saw on Twitter that the rioters were coming to the suburbs, and everybody's like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Belt-fed weapon. I've got more guns. i got dogs. Like, me and my neighbors, we're all Marines, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're begging for it to happen. Yeah. They're begging for it. And this guy's in the middle of a riot, the only guy with a gun, and he's like, yeah, I didn't I didn't really have feel like I needed to shoot anybody. <laughs> so, I was very impressed with that and um yeah, I was I'm going to link that. You should definitely it's about 45 minutes long if you're interested. Here we go. You guys ready? Ready. You ready? Already. <clears throat> So, if you look at the beginning, that's where he gives him the money. Puts his wallet away. So, 
what you don't hear, but you see in the interview, is he definitely hands him something out of his wallet. Correct. And then then puts his wallet back in his pocket. I don't know what he's handing. Maybe he's handing him his phone number. Phone number, yeah. And then telling them to go get shit. Yeah. Go get some more boys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So And there's more more shit of that, too. Uh, One of my favorite ones that's been circulating um everywhere like i've seen this fucking video everywhere um joel and mary uh they shared it as well uh, on on their their one of their weekly shows um but it's the ones that the fucking white chicks were tagging a starbucks and then the the black people are just like what the fuck you doing man like this isn't this ain't your shit like this is they're gonna be looking out for us uh they're gonna look for you they're gonna look for us so and you see a lot of that evidence of, of that organization of, of um, yeah, dude. So a couple of things I noticed yeah. um, on the flip side of that, because if it is organized, it's coming from outside the neighborhoods, it's coming from outside the group, and it's people coming along and saying, you know, hey, let's riot, let's riot. Now, what is the one argument that people keep saying about police officers? If it's just one bad cop, then therefore what? What? All the other cops should be. I'm bad at this. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I keep I'm setting you up. That. I shouldn't be. Yeah. I'm <laughs> right, horrible. So, Stacy so, used to do that to me when I was on the radio with her. <laughs> there was one prime example when she was like, oh, every time you go to a, a, a anti-abortion rally and uh, what's the picture you see? And I'm like, I don't know I don't what know. picture you see. She's like, a fetus. A fucking fetus. <laughs> Come on. How could you not know that? <laughs> so every time you do that, I'm like, ah, Stacy. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. So if <laughs> you have PTSD. PTSD. <laughs> um, if it's one bad cop, then why aren't the other cops holding them accountable? Correct. So this is not getting nearly enough coverage, but I have seen plenty of examples of these white kids who are coming in dressed as Antifa, uh, who are trying to start a riot, and they get mobbed and attacked, usually by a crowd of black people telling them to stop. Get the fuck now, out. Now, I have seen black people trying to start shit and get yeah. stopped by black people, and I've seen white people stop it. But mostly it's black people stopping white Antifa kids. Correct. They're police in their own. Now, are they doing a great job? I don't know. We're not seeing all the news coverage. Correct. Uh, but it is happening. These protesters are stopping rioters from rioting. Correct. Uh, that kind of gives them, in my opinion, uh, moral high ground in the argument between who's at fault for these riots. Correct. So Because they're, they're trying to stop it. Yeah. You watched, like, you on the other side, you watched it happen. Right. Like, you, you sat there and you watched it happen because you were afraid of of getting fired or repercussions or internal affairs or whatever. I, I've, or just uh, losing your job. Like, just losing your job, yeah. Losing the respect of your so-called peers. So I, I subscribe to the, the idea or to, to the... Chris Rock basically said it the best is... Not an original idea, but it said it the best. Like, there's some jobs where you just you don't have room for for fuck ups. Yeah, there's no room. Like, there there are some jobs where if you're a fucking ass, 
where you just don't know how to do the job, you don't do the fucking job. And, yeah. and it's not just cop work, by the way. It, it's that uh, Chris Rock likened it to to a, a pilot. You don't want to fucking hear American Airlines be like, yeah, you know, most of our pilots are good, but uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not just the pilots; it's the mechanics who work on the planes. It's the mechanics. people who inspect the planes. Like it's- my mechanic, like well, I am my mechanic, but your mechanic, anybody's mechanic, you don't want that fucker to fuck up on your car and and uh, be driving around an unsafe vehicle. You don't you don't want your electrician to fuck up and and cause an arc and then. Co- cause a fucking fire and you're like there's some jobs and some professions where it's just like i can't afford to fuck up at all mm-hmm. like none whatsoever like if if i'm a if i'm a fucking shoemaker and i fuck up like it's not the end of the world whatever like depends on the shoe <laughs> depends on the shoe <laughs> it's, it's whatever but it there's there's some jobs where it's just like the 100 everybody's got to be on the same page now i'm gonna play devil's advocate real quick do it if I'm in charge of an airplane, it's a mechanical device that is expected to work in a certain yeah. way. Now, I have a certain amount of expertise yeah. that allows me to deal with variations, but it is still a mechanical evi- device. It still obeys the laws of physics, and it's still, you know, it's supposed to bend to my command on a consistent basis. People are not like that. It's to expect people to behave like that when they're dealing with people, especially the kinds of people that cops regularly interact with. Like, yeah. I don't even want to talk to my neighbors. You know, my neighbors who are all homeowners, by the way, who all have. Yeah, but see, you, you've made that decision to be like, you know what? I'm going to separate myself from that stuff. True, true. I, I think if you're in, in, a poli- in a police environment, it's very easily dealt with with like, hey, you're a dick right now. Uh, I see you're not. You haven't had your fucking snowflakes or, or your Cheetos or your cornflakes or your what the fuck ever you eat. Um, how about you go take a twenty fucking go take a lunch break? Because and and a lot of people will be like, yeah, but then you're gonna be shorthanded. Like, yeah, I think I'd rather be shorthanded than have this fucker kill a fucking teenager because he fucking wigged the fuck out. Right, and this is this is where the whole argument about officer safety comes yeah. in, which is whose life is more important. Well, um, if you're talking like what the the I'm not going to do it to you. What is the nom de plure? Is that the right expression? What are police officers called? They're called public servants, right? Yeah. Servant indicates a servant master relationship. So I am the master. You are my servant. Now, we're not going to treat it like a slave situation where I get to beat you up at will. But if there is an inequality of uh, value between the two people in the interaction, the inequality is that I am more important than you are. I am the master. You are the servant. And if your servant is killing you to protect himself, then they're not following the dynamic of that relationship. Correct. We respect cops because they put their lives on the line to protect the people. Yeah, you're not putting your life on the line if your first reaction to any threat is to shoot somebody. Correct. So you can't have it both ways. You can't have the free hand to kill anybody who poses any kind of threat to you and still call yourself a servant. Correct. So either you're a mercenary and you get a free hand 
or you're a servant and you put your life on the line to save everybody out there. Right. That's not the perfect way to put it. I understand that yeah. if somebody's shooting at you, that's not you saying, okay, you can shoot me because I'm going to save you. Correct. But we, 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 we went round and round on Devon Bailey because you know we we went around and around on that video we broke down the video what the law says what is appropriate in that situation what it came down to is Devon Bailey is running away from the cops the cops have a 95% certainty that the kid is armed and he's reaching for the gun in their estimation they shoot him in the street um i know that part of my argument at the time was that they were legally within their uh, within their, they were within the law to do that. Correct. Agreement or uh, agree or disagree. The the law stated or looked at as such. Right. Kind of have to go. For that. I made the argument that somebody can very quickly become a deadly threat to you once their hands are anywhere close to that gun, whether they're not whether they're running away from you or not. But I think ultimately. If we're going to call these people public servants and if we're going to respect them for putting their lives on the line, yeah. you got to let that guy get a round off before you shoot at him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe he was trying to dump the gun, you know? Maybe, I mean, and it sounds callous to say that, but you want the respect of being a hero and a public servant. You got to take the risk that comes with that. And personally, I believe you should be paid at least double what you're paid now to do that. If you're really going to operate under those rules and those laws, I think that you should be paid well for that. Um, well, I, think, I would argue that. I mean, did you do it for the money or did you? No, but like, let's say you have a family. Yeah. And your family makes let's the sacrifice. Yeah, let's pretend you have a family. <laughs> uh, that family is making that sacrifice too. And if you're going to put yourself on the line and say, I'm not going to shoot at this guy until he actually pulls a gun and points it at me. Um, I think that your family should be respected to the point where we say, well, we're going to, we're going to pay, we're going to pay you what that service is worth. Yeah. I mean, I, as bad as cops are, I still don't think they're paid what they're worth because you take away law enforcement from a society and you see how fucked up things get, how quickly they get that way. You think so? I do. Even maybe it's only in the short term. Maybe it's only in the short term. Now, if we like, little thought experiment here let's do away with cops completely all right let's get rid of them nice free hand all right i'm gonna protect my house i i'm confident that i could protect my house because i think that there's enough people in my neighborhood that wouldn't protect their house that my house would become not the lowest hanging fruit yeah but that's not a society i want to live in correct so i mean safety over freedom I don't know, man. I, I, are you really free if you can't go to bed at night because you're worried your house is going to get vandalized or yeah, broken absolutely. into? Because now you're entrapped by your own psychological fears. It's like your own psychology. It's not. Well, it's not just your own psychology. Like if you go to bed and your house gets looted and home invasion, like that's not psychology. You know? I'm, I'm not comfortable right now after getting broken into and, and we have cops. And cops didn't do a fucking thing, and they haven't done a fucking thing. So for me, nothing changes. True. Somebody, somebody, like you could talk to the thousands of people that have been broken into, and and you can ask them, oh, how the cops work out? What the cops do? And I, I can guarantee you, overwhelmingly, every single one of them is going to, 
uh, well, not every single one of them, but a, a great majority of them, overwhelmingly, are going to be like, they, they didn't do a fucking thing. Not a fucking thing. So when you talk to these people, it's just like, well, what what kind of freedom do I have if I know that the cops ain't going to do shit? I have video, because everybody's got video. I've got video. I've got the video on, like, here you go. Here's all the evidence. All you got to do is go find these motherfuckers and bring them to justice, and nothing's going to happen. Like, it happens constantly throughout the U.S. where the police don't do a fucking thing when they're supposed to. Now, they're going to enforce a law for uh, not wearing masks and, um, yeah. and shit like that. So I think when you get into into that dynamic, it, it just you look at what they really do and they don't do shit. Like they, they honestly 100% don't do shit. They, they, they provide a, a, a psychological effect, which is nice. They make you feel. Well, it's not just us that they make feel. There are a number of people who would commit com- criminal acts if there was no fear of repercussion. Oh, absolutely. But they don't because they're worried they're going to get caught. Now, there's a certain group of criminals who are willing to risk getting caught and they're like, we're either not, we don't even think we're going to get caught, or we're okay with the concept of getting caught, and we're going to go out and commit crimes. So if you got, now, I'm not, I'm not suggesting this. This is, um, I don't even know if this is how I feel at the moment. We're just talking now. Yeah, these are all. I mean, this is a lot of this is really theoretical. So you get rid of cops, but keep the same rules. So if these people do get caught by you or by me, and they get turned in uh, to the city whatever and they face their consequences go through the same court process and shit like that the only difference is i caught the motherfucker or you caught the motherfucker if we turn the fucker in because if i catch a motherfucker touching a little kid like i'm a fucking rip his throat out that's like the the, the one place where it's just like that's a no-no for me um this is my no-no square this is my no-no square <laughs> um i i think you would be a lot more effective in that sense, than than if we did have cops, or the way we are right now, when somebody tried breaking into your house, like they're never gonna find that fucker. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even worth calling the cops. Did you guys call the cops? Um, you mean when we lived in Denver? No, no, no. When you were gone, and somebody was breaking in or trying to. Uh, you mean the sales guy that I? Oh, wasn't there some another situation? Mm, no, I think. Uh, I yeah, you think, said somebody was standing in your car, like your house, or you were on a business trip. Um, I mean, the only two that I remember is where I was. I was gone at the store or something like that, and somebody tried to break in through the window while my wife was home. Oh, that one. Yeah. So that person's never going to get caught. But did you guys call the cops? Yeah, we called the cops. They showed up uh, a little over an hour later and very dismissive. There were fingerprints on the window, easily seen. And they were like, yeah, we're not going to get those. Correct. So that, that that's what I mean. It just you have these people. And they didn't do a fucking thing. And they were paid to do that, at least. Take yeah. The fuck. yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I... I... I don't know how to measure the psychological effect on the bad guy. I don't know how to measure that. Um, You can take lawless countries where the police are either very, very, very corrupt or non-existent, and you can use that maybe as a barometer, but it's still a cultural thing. 
we're very compliant as a country. We have criminals in this country, but for the most part, we're pretty compliant people, um, which is why the mayors can get away with saying stuff like, uh, you know, uh, please observe social distancing while you're protesting. And people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not doing it, but they're like, oh, that's a good idea. I mean, we're very compliant. That's why people are wearing masks everywhere. You take a culture like Mexico where they're not so compliant and you remove the police or in in Mexico's case, in a lot of places, you have corrupt police. Um, Yes, there's higher levels of violence, but much of that violence is relegated to the drug trade. If you're not part of the drug trade, you're very you're not as likely to run into that kind of violence so measure there, there's still a, a, a large there, there's still a lot more pick uh uh pickpocketing and, and shit like that in mexico compared to to the u.s but a lot of it doesn't have to do with lawlessness i mean there, there are laws there are cops and shit like that as corrupt as as they are they they still do exist um it, it, the economic structure is a lot different true in mexico True. Yeah, that gets get that gets to something that I wanted to talk about, but I wanted to I want to finish this first. But I wanted to talk about the fact that the number one indicator of police violence and um, violent crime and all of these things is not race, it's class, it's income level. But to finish this conversation about whether or not tied, what's that? Which you could argue are can be tied. Yeah, they can be tied together for for certain. But if you removed race, you would still have the income inequality. Oh, correct. Yeah, um, yeah. So I would say that the police do apply a certain amount of psychological force. In an affluent country, if people really took responsibility for their neighborhoods, you probably wouldn't have the the levels of crime that you fear from not having police. So to illustrate that, there was a protest I saw. It was a video. These protesters are walking down the street. They're in a suburb. Maybe they're in a suburb near a city center. I don't know. But they're in a suburb, and they're walking down the street, and there's a fence dividing the suburb from the street, and the fence is lined with rednecks with guns. And I call them rednecks with guns because they all look like rednecks with guns. I mean, like, I'm not going to try to describe every single person, but there's a look. There's definitely a look. They're all standing there with guns. And the people walking by are protesting. They got their signs. They're making eye contact the whole time they're walking down. But it's calm and it's quiet. And it's actually relatively lighthearted. It's not this standoff that you would expect. It's not this, like, angry, you know, get off my lawn. It's, there's an understanding. There's an understanding between the people from the neighborhood and the people in the protest. They're not in the way. They're not stopping them from protesting. They're not tear gassing them, not shooting them with rubber bullets. They're just saying, hey, if you guys try to come in this neighborhood, it'll be the last thing you ever do. Yeah. So the protest moves on. And it was just like it really struck me how calm that situation was, even though it's loaded with non-law enforcement people with guns versus people without guns. Correct. And I was like, wow, that's that's interesting. You know, nobody in that line of people with guns was saying, go home. They're not saying don't protest. 
all they're saying is you're not, not coming here. you're not coming in my neighborhood you know um and and there was two cops at the end of the line like the person filming was in the protest and they're filming all these people and they get to the end of the line and there's two cops standing there and they're like so laid back like they don't have a job to do you know what are they going to do like if this protest gets out of hand and these people start shooting at the protesters what are they going to do there's two cops versus i don't know 30 people armed yeah so um yeah so the psychological effect i don't know how to measure practically speaking we don't have a lot of examples but yeah i i, I don't i don't think i think we're getting to the to a point though here in the us where we're kind of at, at that uh, at that place where we're because of the amount of information that we do have where the criminal understands that they're not going to be held accountable to to their shit so you have you have thieves um the people who stole guns from at least one of them anyways that stole guns from uh, the reloading zone when they were around um uh, not not even months in jail, dude. Like it was, it was. I think under a month. I think like thirty days, if, if that, in jail for their participation in the crime of of damaging a fucking private property and and shit like that. So this person knows, like, hey, nothing's gonna happen. Like they say they're gonna fucking kill us. They say they're gonna fucking put us in jail. They say they're gonna do all this stuff, but nothing's gonna happen. Um, <clears throat> the cops didn't catch us. I was the dumbass trying to sell guns and shit like that. So I got caught, uh, on my own. The cops didn't like cops didn't even have to go look for them. A lot of these criminals pretty much turned themselves in because of the stupidity that they do. So <clears throat> it's, I, I think psychologically the, there's really not much. I think there are some okay human beings who are kind of on that edge where, if you did give them a little bit of rope, they, they probably would commit some white collar crimes. But I, I, I think that if, if you're not a murderer, I don't think you would go out and just murder just because there's no cops anymore. It's, right. not, in, it's not in your nature. I, I think that's what separates us uh, from the crazies is we all have the same thoughts. We, we, we've all thought pretty much the, the same shit. Uh, we've all been on the, in the highway. Like, ah, if I kill somebody right now, like I could do it. I could pull out like, a lot of people think that like a, a lot of like, oh, it, it'd be easy. It's not that you're plotting or planning or anything like that. It's just like, fuck, man, it's crazy how easy I can go into a bank right now and fucking rob that motherfucker. Oh, I've thought that many times. Thank no, you. There's a lot. No, hesi- like I'm no hesitation to admit that. Yeah, yeah I, I think a great majority of the population has, has thought that, especially if you carry a gun, especially if you carry a gun. Like, I, I only f- think that way when I'm carrying a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even joking. Like I walk into a bank with a gun, and I'm like, "Well, I could get rich right now if I wanted to." <laughs> like, and and then the only thing that separates you from the motherfucker that does it is just the sanity. It, it yeah. just, it's just the 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 sanity and and, and the consciousness and and, and the ethics uh, your own. Like, no government didn't give you those ethics. Like, you've not. I think in the in your history, your your actual history yours personal you've shown you don't give a fuck about the law if you're gonna do something laws or no laws you're gonna fucking do it yeah usually the consideration of the law comes in after the deed is done and the fear of like oh my god i'm gonna get in trouble 
<laughs> it doesn't come in. It doesn't come into mind prior to that. And I think that makes that illustrates the point even better because it's just like you never once were like malicious. You know, like I'm gonna build a build a fucking pipe bomb to fucking blow up a building. It was just like I just want to see the shit blow up. Yeah. So give me. I mean, uh, not give me, but to are give these me the guy. Uh, no. Uh, well, I mean, that is a good example. Uh, guys? No, those are not the guys. <laughs> <laughs> those are not the guys. <laughs> Those are not guys. I hope they're not. <laughs> um, actually, that first picture was really close, yeah. real close. Um, I'll give you an example. So, I have daughter. I have a daughter, and I have um, neighbors. Yeah. And I want my daughter to feel safe to go and play with the neighborhood kids, but I have a natural instinct to protect my daughter, and I worry that if she goes to somebody's house and they, you know, do something inappropriate to like one of the dads or uncles or brothers or whatever <clears throat> does something inappropriate, it will not only be my instinct, but partially even my responsibility to make sure that that person never does anything to anybody else ever again. You're going to kill a motherfucker. I don't want to be on record saying something like that. <laughs> Listen, if any of my daughters said like, and it's like one hundred, there's no doubt whatsoever. Like, there's this motherfucker touched me, I'm gonna fucking go kill that motherfucker. In my thought experiment about that, the number one hangup I have is, is that the moral and appropriate response? Not is it legal? Correct. Because I feel like I would be willing to risk the legal ramifications if I felt like Correct. it was the right thing to do. Correct. I would not, I would be concerned about it, but I would be concerned in as far as what does it take to not get caught? Not should I do it or not? Correct. Correct. There's <clears throat> a hole right there. If it happened that way, the whole time there, like you better not be fucking lying to me because I'm a fucking kill a motherfucker right now. Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and um, there's been a couple I, I, I'm not of my, my kids would lie to me, but but there's been plenty of evidence of kids lying about shit like that. Well, not just kids. Um, Correct. I've had two scenarios in my recent memory where the question was, "When do we leave?" Um, <laughs> and it was based on an adult's word, not a child's word. Correct. You know, and um, I had to take a deep breath. And I have to like, and, and this is more about me being an overthinker than it is about anything else, but I have yeah. to take a deep breath and be like, who am I going to believe in this situation? Correct. Um, and it's not an easy task, but at no point does the law come into my mind. Correct. The law is just like, all right, how do I do this in a way that doesn't put me at risk of getting caught? Not, you know, is this the right thing to do? Um, and so, it, I mean, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago with the whole, you know, my, my brother-in-law pissing off the drug dealers and what do I do about it? Um, and I'm sitting on the porch with a loaded AK wondering what I'm going to do. And I'm like, you know what, you're going to do what you're going to do and you'll deal with the, the situation afterwards. Absolutely. Now I'm a pretty I, I thinking buying, person. I, 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 buying a yacht and just traveling in international waters is, <laughs> yeah. is an alternative. Yeah. Um, I'm a pretty thinking person and I, I think that there's a lot of people who act way more on impulse than I do way more on impulse. Um, and at this, so on one hand, it's like, I don't know, 
it's really hard to put into words, but I think that there's a lot of people who who would act crazy if they weren't afraid of being arrested. But at the same time, I don't know if there's like a real um, if there's a real reliable way to tease out who is already acting on impulse and who is already committing crimes as as a, compared to those who who may do that if they Correct. were not worried about police yeah. officers if there were no police officers make no mistake there would be something in its place um these these uh black lives matter activists are talking about community policing i have very little faith that that will be effective but there would be something that steps in in place of of the uh police officers like yeah. they're not going to stand for long for just anarchy in the streets if we lived in a in an actual capitalist environment, I'd be like, "Go oh, hire pri- uh, private." But the unfortunate reality of of our circumstances is that we're we live in cronyism, not capitalism. So that would end up getting fucked up really fucking quick because of cronyism, not because of capitalism. Because we're not in a capitalist country in any way, shape, or form. But. And the reason I, I, I go with, with private is a lot of the times, not every company, unfortunately, but there's a lot of companies that take their training seriously um, and train religiously. And not only that, but it, if you see a security officer off in a motherfucker or doing something that's remotely wrong, it's always um, they don't investigate themselves. Somebody else is investigating. So you get more of a transparent investigation in that versus mm, let me see if i did something wrong nope mm-hmm. i didn't do anything wrong um so you have that dynamic as well so e- even if something else did come in because uh, again this is one of the things that, that i have to clarify all the time like being an anarchist doesn't mean no rules it means no rulers right and there's it's, a, there's, it's, there's a it's no difference. rulers that are not voluntarily submitted to and that's something that doesn't get said enough um, because let's say I'm in a community where I agree, I explicitly agree to submit myself to the authority of somebody else. Then I have made that agreement. But in, in any society with police officers, you don't ever make that agreement explicitly. You make it implicitly by not resisting it. Correct. So that it's it means no rule. It doesn't mean no rules. It means no rulers without consent. That's that's the part that that a lot of people, I think, leave out or don't acknowledge. Um, And because um, let's use the example of living at home. If I and I have lived in somebody else's home as an adult. Or even visited people's houses as an adult. And they have different rules than what I agree with. So I have a decision to make. Am I going to submit to your rules or am I not going to? If I'm going to choose to submit to your rules, that's my choice. It's not you compelling me. I have to make the choice. But if you're born into a society with police officers and the state and taxation, you don't have that choice. It's not presented to you. Yeah. Um. And so when it comes to things like community policing or like you're early on in the episode, you were talking about what was going on in Cicero 
with uh, the OGs of the neighborhood exerting their authority over the young kids, they have a choice. They have a choice to follow what he says or not. And they make that choice to follow what he says. Correct. Based on respect, not on compulsion. Correct. Um, and uh, so I want to... I want to uh, get back to something that Tad said. We have we all have Jiminy Cricket on our shoulders, or we have Jiminy Cricket on our shoulders. Jiminy Cricket is our consciousness. It's, it's our awareness of what the natural order is. Um, the number one demographic for crime is teenagers age 14 to 25. Or not teenagers, why. but males. I meant to say males age 14 to 25. I wonder why. Because their brains are still developing. I wonder why. So, Jimmy, their main Cricket, brain, their main been, brain, their main brain is done developing. So their their thinking brain has no supply. Right, and their blood supply is is in their second brain. Pain in their main brain. Yeah, in their, their penis. <laughs> <laughs> this man touched my penis. Ah. <laughs> Are you about to receive my penis? Now, this age group does not respond well to police officers in general. Um, but they, it seems to me, and I'm, I'm purely going off of my experience, anecdote, whatever, they respond to implicit authority figures. Maybe implicit is not the right word. But they respond to authority figures within their circle of respect. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, you want to take like a really extreme example, fraternities. Fraternities, you have males in this target age group that are at their absolute peak of maximum damage potential. Yeah. And they like to get drunk. What do they do, though? They do what the older fraternity members tell them to do that's their job and that's what they do and so if the older fraternity members held them to a high standard that's what they're going to do now they will screw up from time to time uh they will make mistakes but they will be exiled from the group that's part of the threat that's part of the punishment not getting their butts kicked by a cop not getting tased not getting i mean I've been talking about a lot of my youthful experiences with my kids lately, and it, it has occurred to me that the more risk for pain, the more fun the activity. <laughs> it didn't, it, I, I don't think that clicked with me when I was younger, but it does click with me now. And so if you say, well, if you do that, you're going to get tased, like, won't that be an awesome story? <laughs> like, won't you be able to tell your kids about the time you got tased? You know, like pain is not a good motivator. Yeah, it it can be, but not for this age group. Correct. Um, so, and I think you're seeing that with the riots. I think you're seeing that peer pressure from the protest group doing more controlling than the police officers, because all the police officers offer is either, you know, subtle acceptance or pain. And I I saw a video of a woman. She got groped by a police officer, and she she reacted to it. She pushed him off, and she said, "You're not going to do that to me." She didn't run though. She stood there, 
as she got pepper sprayed and beaten with batons and she stood and she took it like a savage. She's like, I don't care what you do to me, but you are not doing that to me. You're not going to touch me. Pain is not a good motivator, man. It doesn't work. It doesn't well, it, work. In many cases, it's 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 often what what drives us. It, it, it like in internally, you see these in in, in studies how uh, people do it because of the pain. So it, it increases their 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 so, need for stuff like that. That's why you get cutters and shit like that. So here's that. a weird psychological phenomenon that relates exactly to that. Pain is an indicator that you are in unknown territory. Pain's an indicator that you are in a territory where you have a maximum amount of risk and a maximum amount of reward. And so there are a lot of people who would rather do nothing else than live in that zone. That's crazy. Because there's useful information in that zone. There's useful information in in learning where your limits are and stretching those limits. And so if you use that as a compliance device, it is not going to work for a certain segment of the population. And they don't even have to be a criminal segment of the population for that to be true. Now, it is true for a lot of the criminal segment of the population, but it's not true for everybody. There are a lot of people who are like, okay, this hurts. That's cool. I don't have a problem with that. I'm okay. I'm comfortable here. Well, I think like most people that I know anyways, and you have weird conversations that, that come up, like when there's a toothache or something, like people all oh, apply pressure to it. Like oddly enough, applying pressure to it, that, that sensation of that pressure being there kind of makes it feel better. Mm-hmm. Even though it's still slightly uncomfortable and, Whatever, it's just you you apply pressure and it feels good. Yeah. So pain compliance works with a with a certain segment of the population, but it doesn't work with everybody. And if that's your only useful tactic, or if that's the only tactic that you're willing to use, uh like you're setting up a certain amount of the population to provoke a fight to the death. Death, 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 death. Oh, that was good timing, dude. That was good timing. So in George Floyd's instance, I don't know what he did. I really don't know. There's missing video. There's um, there's, there's conflicting reports. But you take a man of that size and you say, all right, we're going to have a fight. Like, there is going to be a part of him that's going to be like, no, nah, I'm going to win. <laughs> We ain't going to fight. We ain't going to fight. I'm going to (laughs) win. So if that comes out at all, and the tactic is restrain this person until they stop moving, you're going to put a certain segment of the population at risk of death. Yeah. For for what? Like, there wasn't another way to handle this? You couldn't write the guy a ticket? You couldn't write him a ticket? They're writing tickets now for felonies because of COVID. Because of COVID. Insane shit. So you couldn't write the guy a ticket, write him a summons, and say, look, dude, you can't pass counterfeit bills, man. You can't pass counterfeit bills. Here's your summons to show up in court and explain what happened. You couldn't treat him like a human being and just deal with it that way. You had to arrest him. And th- no, and- no, no victim, no crime. No well, victim. I guess there kind of was a victim. Could There could have been a victim. There was but- a victim. There was a financial victim. 
shop um, owner. A shop but there's owner. not. Yeah. Now yeah. I want I I got to point this out because uh, this has come up and I don't I don't feel comfortable not saying this. Apparently, this guy George Floyd was accused or convicted of a home invasion. I thought he was uh, cleared of that. All right. Uh, if he was cleared of it, then I don't need to bring it up because that's I, the I thought, standard. That is the standard that we uh, abide well, by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you verifying it? I am verifying it. Yeah, because my understanding was that there was a crime that that he was um, accused of, but was found to not be the person. So he just fit the description or some shit like oh, that. Oh, hold on a second. I am no longer on this dude's side. Uh-oh. This guy can burn in hell as far as I'm concerned. Uh-oh. He performed as a rapper using the stage name Big Floyd in the hip-hop group Screwed Up Clip. Click. <laughs> I hate DJ Screw. <laughs> I hate DJ Screw. I hate screwed up hip-hop. I hate that almost as much as I hate mumble rap. <laughs> this guy can burn in hell. I'm just kidding, but I'm not kidding about how much I hate screwed up rap. <laughs> uh, following, a following a I string of, of like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck's about to happen? What's he gonna say? <laughs> okay, so following a string of arrests for theft and drug possession, Floyd was charged in 2007 for armed robbery and home invasion. He took a plea deal in 2009 and spent okay. five years in prison. Okay. All right, so that's enough on the fence to say that this guy was not, not wholesome. He was not a wholesome dude. So are our previous crimes, though, indicators of? Uh, no, they shouldn't be from a legal perspective. Uh, Richard said he was also a porn star. Uh, that is not mentioned in the Wikipedia. <laughs> We're going to need some outside verification of these sources. Um, it's it. It's not up the cop. It's not up to the cops to to. So that was the character. in 2002. That was in 2009. 2009. Armed robbery in 2007. Plea deal in 2009. Jeez, man, he milked that court system. Two years in court before he took a plea. Wow. Yeah. Now, he did become involved with Resurrection Houston, a local ministry. I don't know how true that is. Anybody can edit Wikipedia. Um, I'll say this. The cops are not supposed to be judging you on the content of your character. They're supposed to be dealing oh, with it, you in the moment. Because if we want to edit it that way, how many, how many, what's the history of the cop? Exactly. Exactly. And this cop should have been in jail a long time ago, not just off the force. Correct. A long time ago. A long time ago. So he did... I I think there's enough things involved here. Like, we have to make this arbitrary uh, decision at some point on whose side we're going to be on, I think. And I think if you balance all things considered, he should have been treated fairly. He well, should have I been mean, treated as just somebody who passed a twenty dollar bill that was fake. C- correct, and it, like for me personally, like I've I've had counterfeit money in my hand before. Like I didn't make it. I didn't. I didn't touch it. But uh, me too. Like it, it, it was. It was never. 
it was more of a uh, you got fake money uh like uh, what the fuck do we do now um i don't know give it to the secret service because they're the ones that deal with it uh and then you're gonna, call, like, the, you're gonna call the cops on yourself and no fuck no <laughs> <laughs> People like, I'll just go somewhere where they do take counterfeit money um and that was kind of the the extent of it. It just there, there's nothing, nothing should have gone beyond that. There's there's no like, at this point there's no evidence that he was even making the counterfeit money. He just had the twenty the the, the counterfeit twenty dollar bill or whatever it is he had. Yeah, have we seen the police report and the uh, analysis of that bill? By the way, I, I haven't. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen what the fucking what happened. I haven't even heard the the person who called on the the cops on him. Like, I haven't heard anything from from that person. Was it Cup Foods or whatever the fuck that was? Uh, I thought it was a Chinese restaurant. I, I don't know. For eating a succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> <laughs> that was well done. Nobody's going to get that, but I got it. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so here's something interesting. I'm just reading this in the New York Times. Um, apparently, Mr. Floyd and the police officer knew each other. Oh, yeah, they worked together. They worked together. Yep. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, Mr. Floyd and Mr. Chauvin both worked at El Nuevo Rodeo. El Nuevo Rodeo. Is that a strip club? El Nuevo Rodeo. Sirviendo a la comunidad desde el 2008. Okay, so this is interesting. This kind of takes it in a different direction. Because uh, Mr. Chauvin has now been charged with murder one. Am I am I correct about two. that? Two, right? I thought he'd been charged with uh, murder one. I thought they yeah, upgraded. Hold on a second. Chauvin charged murder one. And somebody asked a question earlier in the chat. What happens when Chauvin gets off for this murder one charge? But if they knew each other... Uh, I don't know. I think you could make that argument. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't see anything updated to murder one. No, it went from three to two. Okay, so hey, that's even more likely to stick. Yeah, because if you go to the murder one, the likelihood of murder one, like proving that at that very moment he had the intent, the 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 pre-thought of killing that individual at the very moment is going to be very, very difficult to prove. Now, if you, if you, if you, now I, I know a lot of people would want the murder one, but it, it's going to be so hard from a legal standpoint to prove without a shadow of a doubt that he went there with the intention of killing uh, Floyd right. before, before he even got to the fucking scene, by the way. Yeah. I mean that 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 whole timeline premeditated thing like good luck. I mean we have I mean we I would say you have experience in that directly with a a former student who was charged with murder one 
and probably would have gotten convicted of murder two or murder three if he'd been charged that way. Maybe. It's hard to say 100%, but there's a bigger possibility of 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 conviction in, in a lesser crime. Right. Yeah. How small is this town, by the way, that these two guys who work together, he ends up arresting him? Minneapolis is not a small town. Like, what is going on here? So maybe, the, I, I don't know. I, from the, the upgrade in charges, maybe we are going to find something out here later that they had a scuffle when they worked together or some sort of disagreement. Experts say Derek Chauvin will likely beat third-degree murder charges. So this gets into the whole Rodney King thing. Yeah. Uh. I think in this case, I, I think Chauvin's likely going to get convicted. I think uh, partially because he was using a a restraint that was, as far as I understand, uh, specifically uh, prohibited by the department because of the risk of uh, asphyxiation. So... I think I mentioned this in the last show. I can't remember, but I have pretty limited training when it comes to restraint. But the whole time that I was being trained on that, it was stressed over and over again. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this because you'll suffocate them. Yeah. So knowing that and knowing that he had him in an un... And you know what? When, when I was going through... um all of that that restraint technique every single time was like if you do it this way you'll break their arm if you do it this way you'll break this yeah like they'll feel it if you do this like like it, it was almost with the idea of like yeah you could really hurt somebody if you do it this way don't do it this way um and it, and it wasn't one of those like ah like if you do it this way you'll really break their hands so don't do it that way like it wasn't that it was just like hey you got to be careful cuz if you take somebody down like this you could really fucking hurt them Right. Because obviously I worked for a private organization where it's just like, I don't want to get sued, motherfucker. Right. Like, I, I want you to hold the bitch down and I want you to, to do what you're supposed to do. But at the same time, uh, we can't afford the liability of you killing somebody or hurting somebody. So we're going to do this the right way. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And I think, I mean, from my perspective, when I was being trained, it was with, with youth. It was with uh, juveniles. Um, and it was more really concerned about their safety more than it was about our own safety. Um, I mean, the rule was if you don't think you can safely restrain the person, don't even try. Uh, but you know, it, we were practicing restraints with teams and things like that. And it was like, don't lean on them. You'll suffocate them. Don't do this. You're obstructing their airway over and over and over again, not to mention, and this is based on my flawed memory, but I believe I read that this restraint is is specifically prohibited because of the risk of asphyxiation. Correct. Knowing that and knowing how long he did it, I think there's a really good chance he goes down for murder too. Yeah. I, you one would hope, one would hope that that's the way it goes. Uh merely I think at some point we, we have to end the, this immunity idea that oh, it's a cop, so we got to understand what the fuck they're going through and 
like no like they knew what the fuck they were getting into like so plus, they, they, plus there were four of them plus there were four of them and they, they put him in the car it looked like they kind of scuffled with him and then they got him out the car again and it it, it just there they, there was a lot of shit that was really questionable from a law enforcement side um so it, it's it's one of these th- where it's just like at some point there has to be a case where it's just like okay like this is where it ends uh this whole bullshit of, of cops having an immunity uh just because they wear a badge uh has to end at some point like they have to be held to to a pretty high standard um it, listen it, it, instructors get held to a, a much higher standard if how much shit do we not give Voda for being a fucking piece of shit instructor and, and like everybody behemothly like 100% like this guy's a fucking idiot he's a fucking danger uh, don't do this shit like that like it, it just we're, and, we're on him how, how many people has he killed <laughs> none that we know anyway none that we know of <laughs> none that we know of. he's never actually shot anybody that we know of there's there's speculations that he has but there's I've never seen proof of it yeah i've never seen proof of it certainly not on video correct so (laughs) it's one of these things it's the every other industry seems to be able to uh hold their own accountable and 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 make sure that you minimize the fuck-ups uh except law enforcement like in in law enforcement uh, i've never really heard of like ah the firefighter showed up on scene and the cop made it worse right Uh, or firefighter i'm sorry yeah uh, made it the firefighter, you know, he showed up. He had the best of intentions, but somehow my neighbor's house burned down as well. <laughs> like you don't hear that shit. Like like you don't. Uh, oh, the ambulance showed up, and then they fucking restrained him incorrectly, so they fucking choked him out and decapitated him. Like it's just like the, the, you don't. You don't. Really, I'm sure it happens. I mean, as an EMT, I'm sure you you um, you're trying to do the best that you can do and and diagnose something with, with your limited knowledge because you're not a doctor at the end of the day you're you're you're, you're an emt you're, you're there to stabilize till you get them to 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 the doctors so i'm sure there, there's fuckers but you very i've never really heard of a a Grisha's circumstance where the emt ended up killing the person by doing something just like 100 percent just incorrect right like I, I you just don't hear about that shit yeah uh, Richard Fletcher says that uh, Voda has a cooking page, so waiting, <laughs> waiting for some verification on that. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure the cooking page involves him pointing a gun and a knife at the chicken. Uh, <laughs> Richard and and Voda were were best friends back in high school. Uh, they used to hang out together. Um. So. Um, I want to close with this this concept of of responsibility. Um, I don't. I mean, I've I've talked about this before, but I feel like responsibility, it's, responsibility, 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 responsibility. Little off, sorry. If you're a if you're an MXPX fan, you could say responsibility. What's that? Um, like some little <laughs> little punk rocker. Um, anyway, when you rely on the state, the state's going to let you down. All the time. All the time. If you want your neighborhood to excel, if you want your family to excel, if you want yourself to excel, 
you've got to take responsibility. I'm not discounting institutional racism. Like I have become much more aware, I'd say in the last six months than I was before about the truth about institutional racism. Like it is way more real than I understood. Mm -hmm. At the same time, if your attitude is I will not be successful until so-and-so does X, Y, Z, it's never going to happen for the, for, for these communities to blame the cops for their problems. A hundred percent of the time takes away whatever percentage they could fix on their own. And it takes away their moral standing when it comes to being able to hold the police accountable. So Tom, no, somebody else mentioned, um, that uh, Floyd had meth and opiates in his system when he died. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But the fact that those show up on the exam after he gets caught passing a fake $20 bill, after being out of jail for uh, pleading guilty to a home invasion, like, look, dude, your moral high ground only goes so far. Yeah, you shouldn't be dead right now. You shouldn't have a cop kneeling on your neck. But why are you passing a $20 bill? Why are you doing a home invasion? You know, um, and I think it's important for people to understand that the most effect that you can, excuse me, have on your life is to take responsibility for yourself and then your family and then your community. And I think if, if more people were following that, then we wouldn't be in this situation and it's frustrating to see other people not follow that and suffer the consequences of them not doing that but all you can really do is take care of yourself and and well and and this there there is a a balance of you acknowledging systemic racism socioeconomic uh imbalances like you can acknowledge all of that stuff and still not be a victim Exactly. You, you can still you can still sit back and be like, "This is horseshit." Like, you you can go back to fifties and sixties and seventies. Shit, they probably still do it today. Uh, I forget exactly what they call it—the red line, something red, where redlining. Where, yeah, yeah, the redlining. So uh, we're gonna save this community for the black community and these for the Mexicans and all the brown people and shit like that. Like they did that. They like they legit fucking did that. So. You can acknowledge that the government had an involvement of systemic racism and still be at this current moment, be like, okay, cool, fantastic. That's bullshit, but we're, we're still going to fucking make it. So I've, I've got this page of Forbes. Um, again, this is not an original idea, but I absolutely love this idea. It's just like, you got to be appreciative, not where you live, but when you live. Um, so when, when you see this and in Forbes magazine, a Mexican, Carlos Slim, and he's constantly in battle. This is the most recent one I, fought, I, I found. Bezos is obviously taking over. Um, but a, a, to think of a Mexican, uh, which by many accounts, Mexico is, is a third world country. Um, <clears throat> so for me personally, ironically, I don't see Mexico as a third world country. Uh, but for a lot of people, they, they would argue that Mexico is a third world country. So a Mexican to be the richest man in, in the fucking world or even be in that same title back and forth with Bill Gates for, for many years and now with Bezos 
as the richest man in the world kind of indicates to you that even at a, at a grander scale, it, it, it's more about what the fuck you're going to do about your shit, about your business, about your, your mark on the world uh, than anything else. Is there racism? Absolutely. Is there hatred? Absolutely. Is is that shit still going to go on and continue? I don't think we'll ever stop it, to be honest with you. I, I think if we're here sitting in, in, in 2020 and we're still having this fucking conversation, I don't think we're ever going to get rid of it. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I don't think we're ever going to get rid of it. I don't think we're ever going to get uh, close to getting rid of it. I think it's going to remain the same. So we got to acknowledge that that if if I don't do something for me and mine, then all I'm doing is just fucking bitching about the circumstances. Um, so, and and um, Morgan Freeman has a lot of these clips. Like, if you want to find some, some good time, and, and and fucking Morgan Freeman sounds. Uh, I mean, he's got that narrator voice. Uh, so, it, it, voice. <laughs> so I mean, he he's talked about that shit. It's just this this idea. That because it exists, I can't be anything is is mind boggling because the evidence is there and it and it proves otherwise. Um, if that was true, if that was true, um, we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't be seeing a, a black presence. Hold on, somebody's fucking knocking. Okay, I'll keep Sorry. going. So to carry that idea a little bit further, though, I think that it's appropriate for people who are taking responsibility for the lives to still be out there protesting. I think that the idea of standing up for yourself is a responsible action. And it's not to say that just if you take personal responsibility, then you have no reason to be out there protesting or holding people accountable. Um, if anything, it gives you the it gives you a more. Uh, solid ground to stand on and I've seen this when I've been watching these videos I've seen people standing up to the police and you can tell the people I think if you if you spend enough time around people you can tell the people who are confident and who are correct in their position who are berating the police officers and saying why are you doing this and you can tell the difference between people who are um, who are blaming police officers for their problems, who are blaming the system for their problems, and who are taking out their frustration on the police officer in front of them, it's, it's, a, it's almost like a, uh, an, uh, it's a very hard characteristic to define. But I have seen plenty of instances where people are holding police accountable from a position of authority and strength, and people who are trying to hold police accountable from a p position of weakness and victimhood. And there's a real solid difference between those people. Um, so while you were gone, Edgar, I was just saying that like that doesn't mean you don't go out and protest. Correct. It means that you understand yourself better. Uh, you understand your position. You have confidence in your position. You know where you're right and you know where you're wrong and you take responsibility for your own life instead of giving that up to somebody else. Um, <laughs> Ted says, was that hair care for men knocking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Tom says, doesn't excuse the cops. I, it, more accountability. People think that like I'm like, like, like bald, bald. 
if you grew your hair back, would you have more hair than me? Uh, I don't know because you've never let it grow. But if I grew my hair back, it would look like this. Uh, let me do a, a general Google search of, of myself. If I grew my hair back at this current moment, it would look like. I swear you had like real thick hair though, right? Yeah. So that that's that's my it, hair. How long have you let it get in the last year? No, I haven't. I mean, that wasn't too long ago. Because, man, things change quick in your 30s, dude. So it, it would still kind of look more like that. Uh, that's a that's another good one. So are you shaving it with a razor right now? Yeah, with, with the well, not with the razor, but with the a machine. A machine. Machine. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy how many people I was like, oh, you got like balding issues. Like, I'm sure it's thinning. Like, I like, can't argue that. But if I let it grow, I can. Your razor, your your machine must be must be tighter than mine because when I cut my hair that close, it's not that close. Well, it's a it's a beard machine. Ah, oh, beard machine. Okay. So it's not like a it's it's not clippers. So Tom brought up some people who I have not looked up: Brianna Taylor, Jamel Robertson. Oh, Brianna Taylor was crazy. Who's Brianna Taylor? Is she the pregnant lady? Um, I heard some pregnant lady got her belly stomped on. Let's bring up Brianna Taylor because I won't. So I yeah, won't that go. that goes to my point, Tom. That that's not a reason why you don't go out and protest. It's just. You understand where the real power lies. I would say that. I would say you understand where true power lies. Um, yeah, Brianna Taylor was the EMT. You got her. Yeah, she was the one who got her stomach stomped on. Oh no, 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 no. Uh, she no. was the one that, that just recently, where the boyfriend, um, no knock, no knock, right? If I'm not mistaken, right? She got shot like nine times. Correct. She was like an e, she was an EMT. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it doesn't mean not standing up for yourself. It doesn't mean not standing up for, in, for injustice, but I think it means a more balanced and well-rounded approach to that rather than just a reactionary, like, Oh, everybody's marching in the streets. I hate cops. I'm going to go out and march in the streets. Yeah. Um, which I think is a lot of people out there. Uh, and it's not really my position to say whether or not they're right. I'm just saying for myself. Um, my job is to number one, make sure I'm right. Number two, make sure my family's right. Number three, then focus on my community. So, um, I don't, uh, let me, let me go to my email real quick. I was going to try to end on something funny, but I need to, uh, go check Your my, face. check my links, my links, dog. Uh, so a uh, quick update, by the way, for anybody listening, I talked to the instructor who's doing the awesome, uh, I'm going to say awesome. I mean awesome as in like the real definition of the word uh, training class we're doing in July. The Light, Fire, Light Fighter 365 Survive, um, what is it called? Shoot, Move, Communicate, Survive. It's going to be a badass, hardcore, two and a half days of, of training. And it was Four hundred dollars. Now it's two hundred fifty dollars. So get on that. Sign up. Um, let's see. Uh, shootout in St. Louis. It wasn't me. It was the one arm, one legged man. I don't know what that is. I'm not gonna. 
Not going to do that. Battle of Hayes Pond. Shoot, I don't have anything funny for the end of the show, man. There you guys go. Tony Quill Bay, a retired Master Sergeant. Oh, no, no, no. I do. I do have something. Okay, so finish finish what you were saying. I was just stalling into you. Okay, yeah. Akil Bay, former Green Beret, teaching this class. Uh, It's on our website, concealedcarryforfree.com, gunsforeveryone.com. You can go see the details. It's going to be an awesome class. Uh, We'll be promoting it uh, for the next six weeks. Okay, I found I found this today, dude. I'm gonna read the headline to you. Guy shoots himself in leg, immediately gives ammo company glowing review. <laughs> a negligent discharge is any time a firearm is discharged at an unintended time. Let's be clear, there's no such thing as that. Blah 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 blah. An image was posted. The person who shared this is not the person who shot themselves. That shows a screenshot of a message sent to an ammo manufacturer on Facebook informing them that he had shot himself in the leg. The bullet that entered was made by them, and the company has a history of branding their ammo as the ultimate destruction. (laughs) Here's how the conversation went. Accidentally shot myself in the inner lower leg with your 45 rip and 162 grain. Nearly bled out. Only kept Whoa, whoa, whoa. It was RIP? Yeah, it was rip ammo. Yeah. Uh, of course he shot himself. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Nearly bled out. Only I'll, I'll say this for him. I have not seen any spelling errors yet in his review. Only kept leg after series of world-class trauma surgeons. Looking at three months, no weight-bearing, many months of recovery, all metal plates separated from core as designed, maximum damage inflicted, product performed as designed, and marketed, five out of five would recommend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I love the internet. I may hate social media, but I love the internet. That's awesome, dude. Uh, I'm going to post that in the show notes. Speaking of the show notes, go check out the show notes at sayiwon't.live. You can go look up the upcoming show. Or, I'm sorry, the recent shows. Um, let's see. Man shoots himself, gives five out of five review on ammo. There we go. I'm adding this to the show notes. A um, couple of things we're doing. Uh, differently or starting to do now is we are we are taking donations and I want to give a shout out to David Mays who actually donated to the show. To he's, the not, show. He, he's not here tonight. I here tonight. He's not here on live. But another uh, motherfucker that's always fucking supporting us is Tom Snyder. Yes, Tom Snyder definitely gets a shout out, but I have to give this to David Mays because this was his note. So I got to give this out. Wash your ass. <laughs> God damn, that was loud. That was ah. loud. I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't even understand what it said. Let me try, let me try that again. <laughs> let's bring that volume down a little bit here. Uh, here, let's try this again. You got to wash your ass. Yes. You got to wash your ass. Yeah, got, that was Red Fox, by the way, if you didn't know that. Um, you got to wash your ass. Uh, so yes, if you want to donate, you can go to say I won't dot live slash donate. Uh, we're going to, we're taking this podcast a little bit more seriously than we have in the last three years. And we're trying to turn it into something a little bit more, uh, fun Tom to answer your question, wanting to opening up the discord, the discord is open. Uh, let's see, try to find an invite link. 
edit channel. I don't know. I don't know how Discord works, man. I'm sorry. The Discord <laughs> is open. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> so that, that was perfect. Shortly after you said we're taking this podcast seriously, I don't know how this shit works. Well, okay, hold on. I can do this. I can do this. All right. Say I won't dot live. Go to live chat and click on the link connect invite source boom link paste there we go oh you got it ladies and gentlemen figure out how to send me invite me and send me an email all right try that link if it works i'm a he genius got it, he got it 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 he got it, he got it. <laughs> every time you do that i have to try to guess how long it's going to keep going uh, i wonder how, how long it does go Hello, 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 hello. That wasn't that long. That that long. It's still going. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I like I want to reiterate what we're trying to do here is just bring some some real non uh partisan no connections to any like we're trying to bring conversation here that doesn't have some ulterior motive we're not trying to prove a point we're not trying to often uh, we dumb we are yeah uh, often proving how dumb we are but basically we're trying to give you some real talk in an industry that is often caught up in rhetoric and promotion um and i think and, it, it new to to listening to us we probably should have said this at the beginning but whatever it is just like there's a lot of shit that isaac and i say that we end up finding out hey like i don't believe that i was just we were just talking yeah yeah or actually after the last show with maj i was like i better go listen to that because i think i said some stupid stuff in that show wait um somebody had had pointed out in the in the facebook and i didn't get too much into it um Bill Bolton, um, he had said that that Maj said that he was going to kill everyone. I was like, I don't think that's what it like. I don't remember him saying he was going to kill everyone. If if that's what you took away from what he said, um, then you weren't listening. Yeah, and then that's where I was all like, but but on that same note, it's just that we say a lot of shit that's just like maybe <laughs> like I, well I we. We want to have a place where we can explore these thoughts, and that goes to the people in the chat room too. Um, it, I think, there's a huge amount of value in exploring an idea without having to be held accountable to being married to what you just said. Like, I'm just putting this out here. You yeah. know, I'm I'm just exploring this idea. That's how we find new territory. That's how we think of this we, as college. I've I've never been to actual college. All of my college show was online. But we're just experimenting right now. We're just here, just here to fuck around. Yes. Yes, we are. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I feel like there's there's definitely a purpose to what we're doing here, which is to bring some realness, some accountability, some... And some, find, me a, find me a second wife. And find you a second wife. Yeah, that's always on the priority list. Um, so I, I, I think what we're... I mean... There's a lot of podcasts out there you can listen to, and probably a lot of them have better information than we, we have. But um, Guns for Everyone started on the idea that we weren't going to mess around and play games with, you know, 
following the rules. Right. Uh, we were going to try to make our own way, do our own thing, and sometimes, sometimes that means we don't agree on what we're doing. Um, but at the sometimes same time, I don't agree with myself. Sometimes I don't agree with myself, but we have each other's backs on it, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's that's important. Uh, so, all right. So say I won't dot live slash donate is where you can go donate to the podcast. And thank you, David Mays for donating. Um, and, uh, we look forward to uh, more of you guys, by the way, there's also a form on there where you can send a note and we will read it live on the air. If you send a note, whatever you say, we'll read it. So whatever, I, I know we're opening ourselves up there to some, uh, uncomfortable moments, but that's okay. Um, and if you donate and you want to send a note, you can do that too. Um, we've tried using uh, sponsors, and we do continue to promote uh, fans of the show and partners, people who've been supportive of us. Uh, but I think the donation model ultimately leads to uh, dilution of the message or pollution. Dilution, pollution, not a solution. Uh, <laughs> trying to do my L shark impression. Uh, sponsorship model. Yeah. So I'm going to give this a try. I've seen it work with other podcasts, and I think it can work. And um, we've been doing this for a long time now. Long it's about time. time. It's about time we we actually take it seriously. <laughs> I think we've been doing this for three years. I think longer, dude. Dang. I I honestly think we've been doing this shit a lot longer than that. That's crazy. How about a pat on the back? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you guys for joining us. Uh, thank you, especially to the chat uh, chat room, the naysayers. Um, and uh, Alexandra, thanks for showing up. I am your dog, whatever that means. <laughs> you are the dog. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to see how long we've been doing this. Um, this was a long one. No, no. The, the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I... So the, the, we started on, on the YouTube live three years ago, but we were doing podcasts before there. So I'm going to say four years we've been doing this shit. Oh, there's one three years ago. Whatever. That's a long time. Long fucking time. Yeah. We're on season three. We should be on season four. We should be on season seven. <laughs> There was a show, Diners, Drivers, and Dives. We should have been done a long time ago, but whatever. The the beauty of fucking having a fluid conversation. And it came on, and they, they were like on their 30th fucking season. I was like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> there's just no fucking way. Like, how the fuck? Like, The Simpsons have been on for 30 years. Diners, Drivers, and Dives has not been on since the 80s. Like, there's no way. Just isn't. They double up seasons every year, so they've been around for like 15 years. I never even they, heard of them. Uh, it's a it's a pretty decent show. It, it's it's a food thing. Um, the dude's kind of douchey, but uh, but you like FDE, so I think he's right up your right up your aisle. <laughs> he's the I, type of dude that says Flavor Town and the mayor of Flavor Town and shit like that. So, um, I think you'd enjoy it. But anyways, season uh, three, episode eight next week. Uh, yeah, yes, episode. episode eight. Now after next week. I have two. We're probably going to take one Friday off, and then I need to take a second Friday off. So oh, nice. we need to line up a guest for the second Friday. Um, we'll figure that out. 
Uh, also, for those of you who are in the chat room or who are leaving notes, um, you guys are helping us out a lot. Please provide feedback. If you're like, this sucks, feedback. don't do not do this anymore, uh, let us know. Or I like this, do more of this, let us know, please. Um, the, the model here is that you guys are producers of the show, not just listeners. So we need you to help produce the show. If you want to send us clips, links, anything, we'll play it on the show. Well, not anything, but you know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> Constructive, productive, mm. seductive. Uh, seductive. <laughs> All right, motherfuckers. Um, gunsforeveryone.com, firearmstrainingcentral.com, um, your mama's at my house.com. I uh, appreciate you guys. All right. Thank you guys. Peace. <laughs>